Talking in my mic muted. I'm talking about some hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it is us. And I'm over here going right along with you. It is us. It is me. It is we. It is they. There is a disclaimer. The mouth would not be drunk this week. <laughs> I need a uh, drink to need a hot toddy. He, 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 he will be drinking water throughout this show. He will not be smoking throughout this show. He'll be on camera the entire <laughs> show. Because <laughs> listen, everybody was like, wait a minute, baby, is he okay? Is he okay? So that nigga went and took a nap. That nigga went and took a nap and came right back. Like I heard y'all, but I couldn't move. I was and then I heard, you say, then I heard you say the new music. I was like, let me get my hands off. <laughs> I told them, Lord, I'm scared. I hope this man don't fall out that chair because you went from here to here <laughs> to here. And you just got to lean in more. I said, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, I ain't got nobody's phone number or nothing. I need some emergency contact information. Because <laughs> the way that lean, that lean got real deep and for real, okay? <laughs> His head was right by the end. Listen, that, that the top of his head was right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh Lord, oh Lord, Jesus. That's too funny. Yeah, we need hey, to, I need to make Doris. sure he's good. Hey, Miss Doris. Hey, Desi. What's up, Desi? I was like, oh Lord, I need I need to make sure that he don't fall out this chair. Hey, man, we ain't here today. Water. Aqua. We here. Listen, <laughs> I'm not even drinking nothing right now. Like, that's how much, that's how, like, it was really me over here, like, scrambling because trying to get ready and stuff. And then my eyelash didn't want to stay on. So I was like, bro, listen, <laughs> I need you to go on and stay on. We're not going to do this. I'm already uh, sniffing. So I need you to stay on and I need you to act right. But she's on and she acting right. So we gonna might have a repeat of last week. Nah, I'm good this week. I don't know <laughs> why I was last week. That eye was like <laughs> good luck. <laughs> like my eye was like, good luck, sis. 
because I ain't going. Hi. So what's up, Miss Jackson? What's going on with you? <laughs> she said you was under the banner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for real. I swear that them will get the lean and I was like, oh Lord. <laughs> but hey everybody, we want to welcome y'all to another, another awesome week. Another fat Tuesday. We up in this day. Gang gang. Gang gang. But we want to welcome you to another Fat Tuesday here on the Fat Girl Chronicles, where we get all up in your business and discuss the topics that matter to us most every Fat Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. Thank you for tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, and JQLM Radio. I don't know if we're on the radio tonight. Sending love and prayers to Lady J over there. And yeah, everybody on catching the cooties. <laughs> Everybody catching cooties from the the weather changing, allergy season, um, still a sprinkle of COVID still passing around out here in these streets. So it's a little bit of everything. And Jesus, it is catching up with us. Okay. Well, I don't know how the weather is out there, but the weather is crazy. Like, like today is 60. The past couple of days has been like 90, 93, and then the day is 60. I'm like, yo. Mm -hmm. Today is like 73. Soup. And the last couple of days has been in the upper 80s. Yeah. yeah. So my yeah. allergies are going outside. So. Yeah, a little cold. And then I'm going uh, to drink some tea, but I want to drink that before I go to bed. I'm going to drink some tea with a little more Jack Daniels in it because it's helping. Because yeah. yesterday I couldn't even, I didn't sound this clear. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's what I'm going to do tonight. Join me. I got some uh, somebody gave me a gift with a little Hennessy. I think Hot, honey. Yeah, I got some lemon and some honey. Huh? Yeah. I can't just do the tea and the alcohol. You got lemon and honey. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I got lemon. I got honey. I, like, I got peppermint. I'm going to be like, forget the tea. Just give me the Jack and the uh, Hennessy. <laughs> I mean, because at the, at the same time, <laughs> But no, I got some honey, I got some um lemon, I got the tea, and I got the Jack Daniels. Sweat it out. Um, yep, I'm gonna put my little sweater back on, wrap up in my little family dollar. Let me tell y'all something about this family dollar blanket. Wait, it is the best damn blanket I have ever bought. Family Dollar got blankets? Family Dollar sell everything. I find a family dollar. I find a family dollar in every city I go to. I be forgetting family dollar. Look, the first time, the first time I became a single man, right? And I moved to my place. I went to family dollar and bought me some sheets, right? <laughs> I woke up with a white t-shirt on. My my shirt was the same, burgundy color as my sheets. <laughs> You ain't wash them first. You didn't wash them first. You did not wash them first. All the colors. You did not wash them first. And um. Now I buy all my sheets from Ross. <laughs> Listen, I definitely thought he was gonna say something like Macy's. Right, right. <laughs> Niggas said Ross. I mean, Ross is a step up, like a real small step. But listen, so I went in Family Dollar just to get like a little blanket to throw over my shoulders, like while I'm working and stuff, just to like have something basic to wrap up in. 
And I went in there and it was just, it was just this plush little velvety blanket. It was like 20 bucks. And I washed it. It and it's still fluffy because you know sometimes you wash stuff, all the fluffiness and everything be gone. Like all the mm-hmm. all of the velvet be in the washing machine. And so I was like, oh, it didn't last it. I didn't wash it and put it in the dryer and wrapped up in it. It's all warm and comfortable and everything. So I love my little family dollar blanket and I, I carry it wherever I go. Anytime I go out of town, I take my little family dollar blanket with me. <laughs> I take my little blanket with me because I be wanting to wrap up in it. And it's long. It's made for a king size bed. But yeah, for twenty dollars. For $20. Okay. $20. It's black. Looking like, looking like Linus. Looking yeah. like Linus from yes. Tyler. That's me. But man's is black and I'm black. <laughs> hey, uh, nothing, Mama Doris. He on his way. He's he's he late today. We gotta find him. We gotta find his ass. Um, yeah, Michelle, I heard I heard y'all had a bad thunderstorm and everything the other night. I wish this is the one thing I love about the summertime when it rains and stuff. Is when it like it be that warm, cool air yeah. that be blowing mm-hmm. when it's storming outside. See, I love thunderstorms too. Breeze. And I be out here like summer rain, sweet <laughs> rain, whispers me to sleep and wakes me up again. My rain. I love summer rains. Like that is my favorite time of the year. And my next place has to have a porch or a balcony. Yes. Because I love to sit out there and let my feet get wet and read a book and play my little music in the background while I'm chilling and communing with nature. Yes. Hey, T, T up in this thing. Little what's mama. Up? Hey, T. Ja, what's up, baby? What's up, Ja? What's going on? This Ja's first time on the, watching the show. Welcome, welcome. Listen. Logic and friends. Yes, John Logic and Friends. He has a really, really dope network. And we're going to bring John on the show probably next month when we do our fun shit. Because next month we're going to do, we're going to do Make It Make Sense. That's going to be the topic of some of the shows next week. Make it make, make, it it. make sense. Because we're going to talk about all of the nuances and a bunch of the BS we be seeing on. Facebook when it comes to like religion and spirituality and some of that stuff. We don't really talk about that on here. But I'm motherfucking tired of seeing it. So we gonna talk talk about it. We gonna talk about it. But also we gonna have our friends from Tequila and Bullshit back on the show next month. And they gonna come on here and play a couple games with us. When they were on here the first time we played the book of questions. Y'all gotta go back and watch that show. It's the tequila and bullshit show. When I tell y'all, we were on there slapped. <laughs> yeah. With your shot glasses ready. Our type yes. of show, yes. Uh, with Ty and Candace, and I think Brittany won't be on that show, but we still gonna have a good time. It's it's one of those situations where you like, oh, somebody finna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> What was the safe on that word? show? What was the safe word? Ain't though? no safe word. Oh uh, hell no! Anytime somebody hell said, no. 
Take a shot. Everybody no. has to take a shot. <laughs> Hell no, nah, me and Tequila, we ain't friends. You see, you see what Michelle said. They made the audience drunk as hell. <laughs> we legit. Anytime they said take a shot, we took a shot. Everybody so go so back and watch that show. This is the best show ever. This is right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, next week we're gonna be live here in Indianapolis. And we're gonna be doing our put some smoke in the air show. Put some smoke in the air show for our cigar enthusiasts and all of that good stuff. We're gonna have a good time. Yes, I used a picture of myself because I love that picture of myself. Um, and then since we're talking about putting some smoke in the air, Labor Day weekend, if y'all are in the area, we have. The Black Cigar Experience by one of my other companies called The Culture News. Uh, me and my business partners put together this amazing event. And there's actually a Friday day added to this event. On Friday, it is a VIP networking um, event. On Saturday, we got the smoking after dark. And then on Sunday, we got the champagne and cigar brunch mm. followed by the day party. That's kind of fun. So if you are in the area, and then we gonna, you know, we're gonna make it do what it do. We're gonna have an amazing time. We're gonna keep y'all posted on all of the information before the month is over. Like it's been taking a little time because we got into our groove with our concrete poetry that happens every third Thursday. So you know, stuff wonderful and great things take time. So excuse us if we ain't put out enough information as of yet, but it's coming. And next month, June 10th. We coming for y'all. We coming for y'all. Okay. Hey. The rich aunties will be in the building on June 10th at nine. We said nine, right? Yep. Yeah, because nine is considered dark. Nine <laughs> is when, when it starts um, dark. Darkness spreading everywhere. <laughs> so the rich aunties will be in the building. And we're going to talk about everything, love, life, relationships, sensuality, sexuality, all of that good stuff. And we're going to inform y'all on men's health and women's sexual health. So y'all can be out here getting y'all groove on, but getting y'all we'll get it back responsibly <laughs> or get it back. Right. So y'all can be out here freaking responsibly. Okay. We don't want y'all to be out here reckless. We don't want you to wake up in that thing that's laid in the bed and you in the bathroom. So. Kitchen and burning. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. But you know, um, I think that's all of the announcements for now. For now, for now. Um, let's do it. Yes, sir, don't come in here interrupting the flow. Let's don't come in here interrupting the flow. Just like a typical nigga coming in here late and loud. Boy is here, nigga. <clears throat> coming in here late and loud. Don't give a fuck what you're saying. I'm in this bitch. <laughs> See, I yeah. told you he gonna do it. He do it all the time now. And then he be up here crying. I hate that I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do though. I definitely just caught that shit. Like, God damn, why I just do it? <laughs> I hate it. You'll be doing that all night. What up, y'all? Y'all good? Yep. Uh, <laughs> we good. We good. What you drinking, Genesis? Your your eyes low already. Wine, ripple. That must be that goddamn. Uh, oh, boy, I was gonna say that's that night job from Cooper's Hawk. 
They have motherfucking slump. Yo, Boy, you have to give me that next. Text me that because I forgot the name of it. I've been meaning. I've never that. been to Cooper's Hawk before. You, that, yeah, gee, yeah. Go. Hey, they got like <laughs> the best appetizers. I ain't even talking about the the wine sipping taste and all that, but they appetizer that night, John. That's that's like a thin fifth of Hennessy. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, the bottle's slim. It's, it's like a slim bottle. Oh, that okay. motherfucker strong, boy. And like, you said geez. night, John? Yeah, man. Night, John. Yeah, I ain't want to get up here John. talking about liquor, but you know, Genesis, Iris, they, her eyelids touching. <laughs> they not. not they good. not. Her eyes just naturally low. <laughs> right. They lower as y'all, um, y'all know tonight, our topic of discussion is mental health. We're going to talk mental health. And we're going to bring on our special guest in about 20 minutes or so. You know, she out here serving the peoples. And so she going to hop on a little bit later because, you know, she out there doing her due diligence to make sure that she is curing the culture. But I'm going to go ahead and bring in the introduction of our special guest. First of all, I have had the pleasure of knowing this beautiful lady for 34 years. She is my little sister. The last of the Fab Five, um, Nicole Anderson, and she is. This is my sister. And she is. Wait, that's your sister? Uh, no, I'm just. <laughs> and she is the founder and creator of a cure for the culture wellness counseling, and a cure for the culture LLC was birthed with the purpose of creating a safe space, safe therapeutic space for individuals of color okay for years conversation about therapy and mental health have been absent from our culture due to the lack of awareness accessibility and representation despite its significance and need being raised in a predominantly african-american city and attending a predominantly white institution where i was one of two students of color in my cohort was eye-opening I remember the continuous search for people, things, and places that looked like me. Reminders that I belonged and validation that my experiences as a Black woman were appreciated and understood. The validation I sought became more difficult to obtain because there were limited options and opportunities to process shared experiences. After entering the field, that search for validation and connectedness continued. If that were my struggle as a therapist, I could only imagine how prospective clients felt. How long had people considered or sought therapy, but were left with minimal options of therapists who understood their experiences without having to provide the cultural backstory? A cure for the culture was created for them. The therapy itself is not the cure-all for life's problems. It's what happens in therapy that's transforming. The emotional safety, the validation, the space to be unapologetically you. And I hope to continue providing safe spaces that genuinely accept and respect one's life experiences. Therapy should be an experience that allows people the unique opportunity to regain focus of the part of them so often lost in the noise of others. It's my hope that therapy and mental health become conversations welcomed in every space from the kitchen table to the corporate office. The power of a dope black therapist is unmatched. Quoted 
from Nicole Anderson, founder of A Cure for Other Culture, in her interview in Voyage Houston. So that was a mouthful. I am super, super proud of my sister. And we're going to start off the conversation. And then when she hops on, then we'll continue. But let's 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 keep let's get into it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll bring her on and you know, tap into a little more that she talked about in her interview. But as of now, yes, Ja, happy mental health awareness month. All month long, I have tapped into other conversations that have taken place about mental health awareness and all of those things. Like, and it's wild because mental health has really become a big topic lately. You know what I'm saying? Over the last, what, five years? I'm going to say five because before that, it hasn't really been a big conversation. It's been sprinkled here and there where we talked about mental health awareness and all that kind of stuff, but we really didn't tap into it with, until the last five years or so. I'm going to give it a stretch and say 10. And especially with COVID, it's becoming more prevalent. Like people starting to understand that as individuals, like each person will be like, yo, I'm fucked up. Like, <laughs> I got some shit going on. Yes, sir. Yeah. I think I think it, I think it allowed a lot of people time to be in a space where they could start reflecting on themselves and reflecting on the past and start realizing some things that made you feel a certain way or, or things that you did younger that affected you in, in this day and time. Like, um, like for me, most recently, I, I've realized like I've, I've, um, I hadn't really coped with my grandmother's passing, like my mm. great grandmother's passing. Like it was different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some things you, you just never really cope with. And then you start re- reflecting and realize like, you know, that was the first woman I ever really loved. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's kind of hard to move on and trying to, to, to adapt and understand. And then you be like, you know, I'm fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you got, you got, you got some issues like, and it's okay to talk to people. And I think, I think it's becoming more, 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 more acceptable in the black community. Shout out to the, shout out to the, I don't know what, what they call them, millennials now or whatever, but shout out to the millennials for, bringing that more to the forefront because you know back in the day back in my day and before my time it was like Shh, don't you say that uh-huh you know what, what I mean? happens in this house stays in this house mm-hmm. and <laughs> all of that other kind of rhetoric that took place and i think that's part of it what happens in this house stays in this house is why a lot of people are trying to like fight that like because what happens in this house stays in this house and it gets swept under the rug that's why so many people are suffering in silence and dealing with everything that's happening with them um, by themselves. They don't want to talk to nobody. They don't want to um, express what's going on. But but <coughs> when you don't talk about it, it eventually comes out in other ways and it comes out in different spaces in your life. And then you realize, like Mal said, like even and sometimes you don't realize how fucked up you are until you've already destroyed everything in your path mm-hmm. and everything along the way. Then you're like, damn, why you got no friends? Right. A lot of times people have some, 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 how, how, how I put it, they have like things they do that are kind of fucked up, but not fucked up 
but they do them as coping mechanisms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to to deal with what they they're mentally fucked up about. But yeah. it don't it don't it don't seem as bad until you reflect on it and think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like some people use food, some people use sex, some people use drugs. You know what I'm saying? As coping mechanism for different laughing. things. Laughing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Laughing is a coping mechanism that I yeah. realized. Like, bruh, I be laughing at the wrong shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I should not even be laughing at that. Like. <laughs> It becomes a, uh, and then you then you realize how dark your humor becomes when you've had to laugh through shit that was, and it be like, I I like my, my big ass be crying at the news sometimes. Some of them, yeah, I, can't even, I can't even watch the news. Oh, yeah, no, I can't even watch recent, all the recent stuff. Like, man, it's crazy. Yeah, Ooh, I, can't I don't even, even want to get into that. Jesus. Yeah, but you know, motherfuckers is tired though. Motherfuckers uh, is tired. Yeah, and, and I think the conversation, like um, Michelle said, what happens in this house um, is the root of a lot of generational curses, and she is not lying. Um, Mika <clears throat> said it has it has a lot to do with how we have been taught to deal with things. Yep, yeah, we have made it. Um, we have made it so not taboo-ish subject. And, and I think that's the bigger part of the progression of the mental health awareness and things like that in our community. Because when I started going to therapy, <laughs> when I started going to therapy, <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> when I first started therapy, my therapy was a, with a white was with a gay white man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this don't feel comfortable at all. Like, I tried, and it just was like, I feel like I'm not going to be truthful with you, because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can be comfortable with you. Oh, Lord. Right, so. people, they coming. They coming. They coming. They coming to get me in the jacket. <laughs> but, um, and it was not comfortable, which is why I didn't continue that that therapy session or with that particular therapist. And it took me a while to find a therapist that I was comfortable with. Because after that therapist, I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, it was right after I lost my mom and it was like encouraged that I go to therapy because it was a lot happening at that time. And I was like, all right, let me try therapy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And after going to therapy and dealing with, like, I was like, no. And then after a while, I stopped going to therapy altogether. And then life just kind of was like, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, let me, and I, I think I mentioned this before on here, I think. I don't know. But I did talk about um, a few years ago where I had a marijuana induced mental breakdown um, because I was not um, addressing my grief. Um, I was not addressing my grief. I was suppressing it with alcohol and I started smoking weed really heavily. And I was like, I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm good. But, oh, I talked about my alcoholism on here where like I was borderline alcoholic where I would go to work every day and every day I'm walking in there with a cup and it was licking my cup. And to the point where the man down the street at the liquor store around the corner from my house and around the corner from my job 
he knew my name, gave me a nickname. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, shit, nah, nigga, I don't need you to know me like that. <laughs> but then that became an issue. And then I started smoking weed real, really heavily. And um, one day I ate an edible and I went to sleep or tried to go to sleep. And my mind was like, bitch, I am tired. And it started spiraling. And my thoughts just was like, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. And so I went to the hospital and I told that lady, I was like, bitch, I feel like I'm dead. (laughs) 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 And that's how I was because I was nervous. I didn't know what was happening. My heart was beating extra fast. And I'm like, bitch, I feel like I'm dead. And she was like, okay, calm down. Talk to us. Tell us what's going on. Bitch, my heart is beating out of my chest. I was cussing this lady clean out because I was nervous. I was scared. They got back there and I was telling them like I was having premonitions and my thoughts was all over the place. And they was like, you sure you just smoke weed? I said, I swear to God, that's all I had. I had weed and a little edible. And they was like, are you sure? I don't know, bitch, but I'm telling you (laughs) what's happening up here and I need you to help me. I don't know what's going on. So they gave me um, something and next thing I know, I was like, I woke up and my brother and sister was sitting at the foot of the bed. I was like, when y'all get here? So me not dealing with my grief and suppressing it and using those things as a coping mechanism and how to get over all of those things caused a mental breakdown for me. And I was like, oh no, bitch, we got life to live. Like, so I had to face my shit. And then after I went through all of that, I went to the psych hospital, but I didn't get checked in. And then they were just really trying to figure out what was going on. And then I was telling the lady and she was like, girl, it's not like you're dealing with grief. You need to face your shit. Mm-hmm. And eventually I did. And when I got into therapy, I, I started with a white therapist again. And I was like, with your sister being a therapist, can you talk to her or is it just like you just need to speak outside of the family? Um, I can talk to my sister because we do. Like, we do have those opportunities where we, like, she'll check in and we'll check in with each other right. or we shoot the shit and we have those conversations and things like that. Because you but, get a discount, right? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't go to my sister as my therapist. Like, yeah. You go to your because, sister as your as your sister. Yeah, I go to with, my sister with as relevant my advice. Yes, right. got it. And so, um, it was a white therapist, but the one thing that came from that that therapist was, um, she was like, "Do you have kids?" I was like, "No." She like, "Are you in a relationship?" No. Um, do you have a pet? No. Well, you need something to take care of other than yourself. You are only taking care of yourself. You have nothing to tend to. You are not responsible for anything else other than yourself. She was like, get a plant. Hey, baby. (laughs) I've been in love ever since, okay? It was like, you are my sunshine. Um, You got a plant. I got a plant, and then it became 15 (laughs) plants, and then it became... (laughs) 25, 30 plants. And then I started growing fruit and herbs and all of that kind of stuff, which is why, like, 
I actually went through a bit of a depression when I moved to North Carolina and my plants died. Um, Because a lot of people don't realize, like, that's what helped me get through my storm. And actually, that's what helped me to um, better understand my mother as a parent and helped me (coughs) deal with my grief of losing my mother. It helped me to understand why she was the way she was and how parenting is a case-by-case basis. (laughs) It legit is a case-by-case basis. But... So I said all of that to say that when it comes down to your mental health, it is important that you don't sit up here and keep doing this and keep trying to stack one thing on top of the other, suppress all of this shit and keep suppressing it because you keep doing that. Shit. (laughs) You're going to be laid out in the middle of the street, butt naked with a cheesecake, wondering why why you out there. Why cheesecake though? That was mad specific. <laughs> because that's what you're gonna be out there with. Hey, you know what? Like I, I was listening to your story, and then when you were telling me about like the the therapist suggesting that you get something to take care, of, I was like, what if that wasn't the fucking answer? And then she just got all this shit that's alive and just killed it all. Like what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> but she was just saying she, her like her reasoning for that was like start with something small. Start with something that's simple. Cause even if you kill a plant, like you can go get another one. And she was just like, I didn't I told her I don't want no damn pants. I don't want no pants because I, I got to feed me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not finna be feeding no plant, no uh pet, getting no insurance for no pet and all that. But right. then on the other side of that, like plants became my everything. So I was buying plant food and all that <laughs> all that other kind of shit anyway. Them is my babies. So and if you know me, know me. And been to my house and I had my plants. Oh my God. Yes, it was my everything. My plants was everywhere in my house. So that's interesting. And then come to find out that my grandmother was really into plants. And she had a really, she had a green thumb and she was really good at growing stuff and all that other kind of stuff. And so my brother told me that when he came to my house one time after I had all my plants, he was like, This is remind me of grandma's house. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's dope because, like, I didn't really get to experience my grandmother like my brothers and my sister did. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh, that's dope because that was my connection to, like, my mother's mother. Mm-hmm. So plants really did a lot for me. And, um, yeah. But you got to find your therapist that works for you. Don't stick with the first therapist if, if if you're not comfortable, if you don't want to sit down and have a conversation or you don't feel like you can really get through telling your story to somebody. Right. You ain't got to stick with one therapist. Right. Try right. try several until you feel I comfortable. Was I was going to say a therapist is, is human too. So yep. if you feel like they judging you or they giving you some fucked up advice that ain't helping you, you got to move on to somebody else that might, you know, yep. be better suited either- for you. And um, even my sister, like she she posted on her Facebook page that one of her clients got so comfortable that she was like, and bitch, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> yes, that's a good conversation. And she said she was sitting on the edge of her uh, seat like, yes, tell me, sis, tell me. And she was like, Lord Jesus, be a boundary because... <laughs> <laughs> she was like, it got so good to it. It was almost like a girlfriend conversation. And that's what I feel like 
therapy should be. Like you sitting up here chopping up with your homie or your, your home girl or whatever. Cause my therapist, baby, I'd be like, you miss me and my bullshit. <laughs> I got <laughs> beef. I, I got there. beef with Nicole, man. Late last year was a bad year for your boy. You know what I'm saying? I had to I had to reach out to some resources. You know what I'm saying? And I asked Nicole, I'm like, I need you to shrink me. <laughs> she gonna be like, nah, I got a few buddies that can like <laughs> be like, nah, you too close, my nigga. I can't do it for you. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go push you down the ladder to, to one of my uh, associates or whatever. I was like, damn. Yep. But I, I do uh, I appreciate her for that because the the one I did get, she was like very helpful. Um. Yeah, yeah that, that makes a tools. difference too. <clears throat> Where did you start the search? Though? like, how did y'all start the search to find one? Though? I mean, it's just I just knew Nicole did it, so I just like inboxed her, like, "Yo, I, I need," you know, what I'm saying, like, "I need this," mm-hmm. like on a weekly basis. You know, what I'm saying, I don't think she can. I don't think she technically could take my insurance. That's why she didn't, <laughs> because I'm in a different state. Okay, yeah. and they got that state by state shit. So. Okay. Um, so she like contacted me with somebody that's in my state for that's my insurance, question, but though. yeah, like for somebody you know that wants to talk to somebody, you know, what resources are out there that can be you know pointed in the right direction? Yes, you, so you, I'll do, post some links. Do you go? Do you Google? I'm fucked up. I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to Google that shortly. But you know what? That's when you. That's when you um make sure you take advantage of when you see people post that type of shit and share it on their wall. You keep that yeah. information, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like all that stuff important. You never know when you'll need it. Or you never know if you know somebody else that might need it. So, you know, right. Like when people put that stuff up, y'all, man, man, write that shit down. And one of the resources um that I found beneficial is um better help is one. Um, what's the other one? Therapy, and there's a lot of pages on Instagram. And I'll repost them from the Fat Girl Chronicles page. But if you go to the Fat Girl Chronicles page on Instagram, there are a lot of pages that I followed and that I've added because they have resources listed on their pages. And it was, I think we did the show last year on mental health awareness or something. Oh, we did it when we had um, a conversation with Blake from Diary of a Mad Black Man. And then we tapped into talking about mental health awareness and things like that, especially mental health for black men and mental health for black kids. So we tapped in and I pulled some resources. So if you go to the Fat Girl Chronicles Instagram page, and it may also be on the Facebook page, but you got to scroll a little bit through the photos, but they are tagged. Their information is there and they can give you some resources too. But I'm sure when Nicole hops on this, she'll give us some resources as well. Okay. Um, simply because we know that this is something that a lot of people are looking to do and looking to tap into outside of just kicking it with your homegirl, smoking and drinking and right. chit-chatting, and that's your therapy session. No, it's I not. Mean, it's, it's, it really it's ain't. It's a temporary fix, but it's not anything for no longevity. Cause, no. Yeah, you need some deeper... <laughs> deeper stuff i came to the conclusion that i needed like what within the last couple of years just because of when my dad passed i didn't face that stuff i sat up in this mug crying nobody knew i was crying nobody knew i was struggling 
I didn't even realize what it was. I didn't put myself in a depression from it because that was a big loss for me. And that was just something deeper than what I was able to handle at that time. I didn't want to put that pressure on my mama because she was going through so much. Like she had lost her brother in January, her husband in March, and then her stepmother in uh, June. Oh, have mercy, God. Have mercy, so she God. went from one to the next. So I couldn't reach out to her and be like, Mom, yo, I'm struggling, whatever, because that's too much. She never even got to mourn her brother before everything else started trickling down. So you you just never realize how much pressure you put on yourself. And then you try to go up upon your daily routine like ain't nothing bothering you that's tough like especially in our community that's tough man listen you be out here mask off man for real like that's that's the point that it that you have to come to though after a while in your life you just gotta take the mask off stop Mm -hmm. pretending like you know and i think that's the part i'm getting to in my life that I ain't pretending no more. If I'm down, I'm down, nigga, and I'm finna tell you, no, I can't. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. (laughs) I ain't got it today. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got the energy. I ain't got the... I don't have it. I don't have it no more because it do get heavy, and people don't realize a lot of the loads that, you know, we all are carrying, Mm -hmm. and it's like even I've noticed a lot of times on social media lately I'm, I, and I can say that I'm proud to see so many black men stepping into therapy, but it's so much that we as a community need that when we see black men stepping into therapy, like it's amazing because it's like, yes, my nigga, you realized what you needed for yourself. That's not right. what your wife needed, not what your girlfriend needed, not what your job needed, not what your family needed. Not what nobody else needs. You realize what you needed for yourself. And that's a big step for black men because the world tell them that, you know, they got to carry these heavy loads on their shoulders. You have no emotions because that makes you a weak nigga. Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. Hell no. Let me tell you something. Hell no. Let me tell you something, nigga. In the past few years, I done cried so much. And shout out to, uh, what is it, Victoria Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, you need it. Hopefully, we can give you some information tonight. We <laughs> need you out and find somewhere to somebody to talk to or somewhere to go, because I think everybody needs somebody to talk to sometimes. And you know, yeah. baby, sit down with. But it's it's difficult to uh, to to release yourself to. You know what I'm saying? Like to say I'm vulnerable, to be vulnerable enough to to accept to 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 accept somebody listening to you and and, and 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 giving you great advice. Like, I'm the worst at, like, saying, I give other people great advice, but I don't listen to my shit at all. I'd be man, <laughs> man, do you hear me? Like, Not sure, man. Listen. Like, I could give you all the advice in the world and sit there and be like, uh, so what the fuck am I supposed to do? Right. Listen, Shame on y'all. I be doing exactly what I be telling people. Says the nigga who Shut don't follow his own goddamn advice either. Okay. Right. I just said I do what I tell people you to don't. do. So what are you, you talking don't. about? Who don't? You don't. Who don't? You don't. Who don't do? You, the owl, and the top. I need. Order. I need one example immediately. This nigga right here. Immediately. Right. I'm like, uh, immediately. Right <laughs> Now we'll talk about that off the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> my nigga. But just like you 
a lot of times talk about other people being in therapy or talk about people needing to face their shit or deal with their shit. But how often are you dealing with your shit? Who you talking all the time. To? I'm talking to the Mister Mister. I need an example. Oh, that one. That yeah. One all, all the all time. Right. Nope. I'm way different than I used to be. I'm the first to admit some shit to myself. The fucking first. Uh, to yourself, though. That's different. Yeah. To yeah, yourself. I mean, what do you mean? As long as I know it, I started the process. <coughs> no, nah, that's not how that works. <laughs> what do you mean? What, what do you mean that's not how that works? That's not how that works. Just because you admit it to yourself, that don't mean that you're doing the work. Yeah, but yeah, I, I thought when they do they do say admitting is the first step. Admitting that you have a problem is the first step. And if I admitted it and I started doing the work, then what, what do you mean? Like what what's the work? Like yeah, reaching out to like what's that? I mean so after you come to the conclusion that what the problem is, what do you do? What are your steps afterwards? To- I do research to find strategies to, to try to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I Google a lot. Like I Google the shit out of everything now. Like that's 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 crazy. Google is the bomb. Shit. Google is the bomb. Google will tell you how to live. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Man, well, I say my favorite, my favorite therapist is in the background, and we gonna go ahead and bring her on. Well, I wouldn't know that because she ain't she 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 pushed me on to somebody else. He mad. He need therapy for this. You got damn right, I'm mad. <laughs> see, I, see, I just admitted it. Hey, hey. attitude. I got a super attitude. I heard you talking shit when I was backstage. I heard you. I heard you hold me. Heard me talking shit before you came on the show. I heard it. But backstage, before you linked in, I hope you seen on YouTube. I heard it. No, I was watching live in living color, and I heard you got attitude. Everybody that's uh, watching and listening right now, man, go subscribe to the free YouTube page, man. We trying to get them numbers up. Charles. <laughs> did this nigga just do a? Oh, he did, and he, he so had mad deflected and went it's on for the show this time. It's for the show this time. It's right not for ball head niggas with beers. Matter of fact, you know, speaking of See, I hate you. I hate you for real. Nah, we just gonna hit and mute his motherfucking mic. This ain't that. <laughs> I told your ass to send in. I told you to send in an advertisement or a promo, and we'll play your commercial. Look, man, oh. I was I was plugging a show on YouTube. What are you talking about? Yeah, okay. Anywho, um, what's up, Nicole? How you doing? Hey, welcome, hey, welcome, hey welcome, Leo, welcome, hey the mouth, hey Genesis, what's, what's up? <laughs> I'm so happy you on here because I know this your thing. Right. I am because first let me tell y'all something. And this gonna be this a big sister moment. Like I have watched my sister be in her in her bag about helping people with therapy. And when she was a supervisor, like I got to kind of, like I walked in the building where she used to work and she was teaching her uh her other people about therapy. But let me tell y'all what she used. Some shit that people watch every day. She was she was giving them examples of how to deal with their <coughs> um, their families by watching Love and Hip Hop. Well, I think it was Love and Hip Hop. Nah, it was uh, Black Ink. It was when yes, it was Black Ink. What's her name? The the light skinned chick on Black Ink. Know. They got the boob job. 
I was about to say it's a lot of them. Girl, I don't know. Yeah, the best that. one, it was a, the one that had her sons and stuff getting back in. The ones that she had a whole lot of conflict with her sons. Like she yeah, didn't yeah. raise them and then I they remember, came back I into the picture. The light skin, the light skin girl. Yeah. yeah. Scott. Scott. Yes. Yeah. I'm mad I fucking know these people name. No. Yeah. But yes, yeah, like she was using that as an example, and that's some shit. Like they're not gonna use that in the corporate world for it to make sense <laughs> to you and for it to match up to you. And that's why I was like, this how you know that this is a person who can translate something that they love into everyday life and into everything. And I was like, at that moment, I was like. <laughs> I'm proud. Yeah, because sure. as much like my my we call her the sophista ratchet. Like she's sophisticated when she needs to be, but she ratchet as well. And so let's go out. Like it's always it was the connection for me because I was like, wow. Cause if it was anybody else or in a, in another way, I would have been like, nah, well now why is you in here? Like, why you just didn't use something that was relatable? You know what I'm saying? But using things relatable is better than using something that's not. But that was the moment, like I really realized, like that was her thing, and that was her passion. That was her, like her purpose, and all that good shit. So that's when I recognized, and it was like I'm proud. And I'm just like proud so, so where, just where, like where, where anything, you know, where do you do therapy? Oh, wait, and where are you located, and where do you provide therapy services? Where do I be trapping that? Is that what you asking me? Yeah, where you, where you be trapping them brains at? So right now uh, I'm working at a private practice in Houston. Okay. But so I'm also I'm at the Murphy Wellness Retreat in Houston, Texas. Come holler at me if I come get on the couch. But I am still licensed in Indiana. So I purposely uh kept my license in Indiana because I got so many connections in Indiana and I'll get people in my inbox all the time, like, what's up? Can you see me? So I still see I'm still licensed to see people in Indiana and in Texas. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so 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 if somebody's in Indiana, they can do virtual. They can do virtual. If y'all down to do virtual, we can hop on the screen if you want to talk. Okay, oh, all Texas. my drinks is virtual. Okay, yeah, that's, that's how I do therapy. All your sessions virtual? All of them was virtual. Yeah. Why? Wow, I had, you, I, you had a COVID. Yeah, when I started my stuff, yeah, during COVID or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So that cool. That that kind of worked out for me though. It worked out for a lot of people. It's convenient. You know what I mean? I still prefer, like, I go into the office. I only work three days a week. Um, and I still, even though I have a good mix of in-person and virtual clients, I still prefer the in-person energy. Like, so I still, like, physically go into the office Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because virtual is cool. Like, I don't mind. I think I have good rapport with my clients virtually. But it ain't nothing like when I'm able to, like, they able to experience me. I'm able to experience them in person. We can kind of figure out what the vibe is. And so many people love it so much more when they come in because they like, I love it here. And I love when people get in there and they taking shoes off and they getting on the couch, putting the blanket on because that's how I truly know like, okay, yeah, this is a safe space for you. You feel comfortable. Come on in here. Tell me about what Tyrone did last week, sis. Let's go. Listen, I do that on virtual. take their shoes off and their feet stink. Why you put me out there like that so somebody can be watching like, what were you talking about? What you say? What you say? You say that's, that's, that's pride. That's, that's a client privilege. You can't talk about it. <laughs> I'm trying to get my license revoked. You always start some shit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
But no, nah, that's so, what I was so, going to so, say so, when Leo was talking. I was going to say, um, like, you know how everything takes a turn and evolves. Um, I think these new hybrid, you know what I'm saying? You're a hybrid. You know what I'm like, like, you know how to, like you said, relate them. Like, you, yeah. you got this side and you got that side too. And you know how to mesh it so perfect mm-hmm. where it makes sense to certain people. Because if you talk about certain things with a uh, a person that don't know how to make it relate, you're going to be like, man, what the fuck are they talking about, man? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I don't comprehend none of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just talk for two hours and yeah, I don't yeah. even know what the hell you just said. No way you making it to two hours and don't understand. <laughs> I heard the last two words. <laughs> Listen, if I'm in there past 30 minutes and I don't you know understand, mean? Like, I'm over mm-hmm. here like, that's crazy, like, but so yeah, like you, that, that's writing. a good thing. You like the next generation, y'all finna take over for real, for real. That's Thank right. you. Listen, I don't like being in spaces where I gotta. I feel like at least with my clients, that's what I went to school for. Like, I didn't go to school for y'all to be able to know the jargon. That's what the fuck I got a hundred thousand dollars in debt for was for me to be able to understand what the textbooks talking about, what the videos talking about. I know the average person who walking in my office going on my couch. They'll even if they do understand it, they don't want to hit it. Like they ain't coming to get school, they ain't coming to college, they're not coming to a class, they come into a space where they want to talk freely, they want somebody to talk freely back to them. So I'm like, okay, how can I translate what I just learned from this textbook and put it into every day? Especially if I'm working with people, you gotta know people, and people don't want to be lectured, you know what I'm saying? Like people don't want to be talked down to, people don't want to be in spaces where they can feel the power dynamic, like they already know there's a power dynamic there, but I don't want them to ever be in a space where they feel where they can feel it, and they're like, "Oh, like you actually like school and school me on something." Plus, I get everyday people. Like, I get the chicks that work at Walmart. I get the dudes that work at UPS. I get people who work, you know, what I'm saying everyday jobs. So it's like they're my cousins, and I got to talk to them like they're my cousins, and it's more relatable, and they come back that way. Plus, I just feel more authentic that way. If you talking. I don't want nobody sitting in no tweed pants with their uh, leg crossed. <laughs> Wait, tweed <laughs> pants? Yeah. Yeah. And, and come out so, hmm, interesting. Oh, I know. Interesting. <laughs> you know, the glasses and everything. Yeah, time out so. So, so, so you don't history, you don't be like, you don't let them be out of the way. They be like, bitch, that's my therapist over there. We're in the tech man hood. That's my therapist right there. Listen, I'm doing with my therapist. I'll be like, yes, hey, I mean, like, y'all be bumping each other in the streets. I just seen one of my clients out Sunday Funday, and I'm like, "I see you." We talk about this. We talk about this. That's it. Have your ass in therapy on Wednesday because I saw that nigga you just. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I told your ass, Wendy. The poll you know, is not the ass. I know. <laughs> we just talked about that on Wednesday. Come on in here because now yeah. I got an attitude. So look yeah. on, on, on a serious note. So once somebody realized that they have a problem and they need to talk to somebody. What are some of the steps maybe you could suggest on finding the proper person to talk to? So how do you find the right therapist for you? Yeah. So I don't think the right therapist comes with just the energy. You know what I mean? Like I always start with trying to figure out, like always starting with the skill set. You know what I mean? So if you know you're going to therapy for a specific issue or like a specific problem that's bothering you, then you start the process by being able to narrow down who is skilled and what I need. So if I know I'm struggling with depression, anxiety, codependency, grief and loss, whatever that issue may be, I'm going to specifically look for those people and I'm narrowing my pool down to just those. And then once I get those, then I'm looking at, okay, what am I looking for as far as personality wise, as far as like the aesthetics, you know what I mean? Because that matters to some people. Some people don't care about color. Some people care about my therapist got to be black. My therapist got to be a female. My therapist got to be whatever. So then you narrow your pool down a little bit more to who's a black woman. 
You know what I'm saying? Who's a black man? Who's a Hispanic woman? Who's a Hispanic man? And then once you get there, you keep your pool, you keep your list going, and then you go in person. Like, if you're not able to go in person, you can do virtually. That's fine. But you go in person so you can kind of get the vibe and get the feel for, like, can you really help me get through my shit? Because that's all therapy is, is them people wanting to know that I you can help me see the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm lost in my own stuff right now. So can I trust that? you can give me what it is that I need. And so sometimes we know that clients, I can tell when the client trusts me if they do something I suggest that they do. Like if you're willing to try something that I'm saying like this is going to help you and you actually go home and you do it, that's kind of how I know that you can trust me. If you're not, if you're still resistant or if you're still trying to, if you're not doing the things that I'm suggesting, it's either you're not ready for therapy or you don't trust me that I can show you the way. So back to your original question because my ADHD brain be all over the place. (laughs) You always start with trying to figure out what you need first and right. then shopping, therapy shopping. I tell everybody to shop. I think I heard Tiff say earlier. Who is Tiff? Leo. Who is Leo? Okay, we don't play that shit on this show, ma'am. That is, uh, sorry, Leo. Leo Rochelle. Brands are everything. They are everything, but you know, I kind of got sister sister privilege, so I could do what I want. Not on this show. Just like oh, you run it, you run it in your office. This this her show. Tip tip. <laughs> oh, look, look up. She still got it over here. She still yeah. got that privilege. Not over me. So you definitely, so you definitely want to sit around and be um damn depressed and then go see a sex therapist. It's definitely Wait, what? What? <laughs> Oh, he said you want to be depressed. No, I'm saying so. I'm saying so. If you suffer from depression, you wouldn't go out and find a sex therapist. Like this turn left, really? Right. who you need to go see. You know what I'm saying? I What if your therapist is well versed in both? Because there are some that are well versed in both. Ah, So you you could be depressed about your fucking. (laughs) (laughs) You could be depressed about your fucking. You can't get it up. And so you can't get it up. And then they want to know what's going on. So then, yeah. Listen, you'll be surprised at some of the stuff that people come in there before. Like, you hear it all. You hear it. Tell us some of it. Sis, but no. Oh, Y'all just really don't want me to have a license. What's no, going so on? No, 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 no. no, no, no. We, hey, you ain't telling us no names. <laughs> you telling us the type of things. You that that's that's all fair game. I'm telling you identifying information is what you're asking for. No, you're not, because we don't know these motherfuckers. <laughs> you don't know who watching. Ain't y'all like y'all live? You don't know who watched y'all. People in Texas watch y'all. We don't know them though, so we don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, but what if they, they know that she knows them? They're gonna be like, Nicole, you remember when you was on that show? You was talking about that dude who can't get it up. You know I can't get it up. No, I'm just <laughs> you wanna know what do I hear? Be sensitive about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you're not the only one that that uh, uh client has come to with that issue. If it was you, like other people do that, so you you're you just speaking in general at this point. So you want to know what kind of not the tweed be tight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and they be having a, then they got to pull it up to their calves so they can stick Not the tweed. Hey, you not lying though. They definitely do. They, they always hit it with that, they hit it with that little two finger 
Man, get your ass out of here. And then yeah, it be yeah. this much space between the sock and the hem of the pants. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> He's giving us some identifiable uh, stories now. <laughs> you, so, so, so with you receiving all of this, I don't know, like information or should I say problems or situations from different people, how do you decompress? Like, is it, do you take all that on? Come on, good question. Follow the <laughs> moments because that was good. Okay. That was a good, good. ass question. Hey, look, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not a pretty face. <laughs> That's a good question, though, because... You could have inboxed me that question. Let me ask, ask that. That was a good one. That Damn, boy, you selfish. <laughs> I think... I mean, and that, that question do hit hard for me, though, because when I first, first started as a therapist, like, I worked in the foster care system. And oh, so wow. I worked as a therapist for kids in foster care. So you heard mm. everything from, like sexual abuse, physical abuse, neglect, like literally having nothing in the house to being everything you could think of as why babies in foster care is what you heard. So I remember having to be at houses, like coming home four or five o'clock in the morning because one kid just got removed and we had to drive them all the way to another house in the middle of the night. Like I remember hearing stories like that. I remember stories where, you know what I'm saying? Brothers was molesting sisters at young ages. And so even as I, that's all I heard all the time, day in, day out. And as I progressed, um, started getting promotions, started doing everything else, like the intensity just kept increasing. And so I started to get a concern for my own self because you have to learn, you definitely got to learn how to compartmentalize and detach when, it, when you have to, because if I was to carry all that stuff home with me, I would have been like super overprotective of my nephews. I would have been just not a good healthy person like I would have been paranoid all the time because it's like who out here touching you come in let me let me see this let me check this let me go here let me go do this because I all you do nothing but get trained on trauma and what abuse looks like so I had to learn how to disconnect so I could come home but then it started getting to the point where I started getting numb because like I said the more I started working in the field I got moved up to a supervisor <laughs> I work with sexually harmful kids so kids who will be um who have sexually harmful behaviors we don't call them juvenile sex offenders because they they kids so they're not sex offenders or they're not um or they're not yeah we don't call them sex offenders they have sexually harmful behaviors and so even with kids who've inflicted sexual harm on other people then i started hearing about like kids sexually abusing their parents kids sexually abusing other kids at school and then i ended up becoming a supervisor working for the domestic violence program so i'm hearing about Kids watching their parents fight. Women, you know what I'm saying, going to their houses and they got black eyes and ain't nobody over there and they scared because of whatever. Then I got promoted to another position. Then I ended up moving to residential where I'm working with kids who, you know what I'm saying, got STDs by the time they're 14. Shit they can't get rid of because they've been sex trafficked by their own parents. And so, yeah. like, when you hear that day in and day out, it was so hard for me to feel like... This world fucked up. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, I was just over it because it was just so hard to constantly hear, like, people out here really doing this. And, like, it just did not, it didn't match with the core beliefs that I developed as a kid because, granted, we grew up in the hood, but, you know what I'm saying, we had a good life. Like, outside of the stuff that we couldn't control, my mom always made sure the things that she could control was down. And I had a worldview that people are good. I still... 
be out here floating around talking to strangers because I feel like <laughs> my core belief is that people are good. And so when I hear stuff like this person hurt me, my daddy hurt me, my mama hurt me, I'm like, that don't really match with what my brain already said, how people are. So I had to really take the time and be thinking like, dang, people really do be out here doing that. So this job kind of took a little bit of my, or not even a little bit, a lot of bit of my innocence because I did used to function in the world where I'm like, it's roses and sunshine and mimosas and we finna have a good time and we finna get drunk and turn up and we gonna be great and happy 24 seven. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. So I learned how to start taking care of myself by literally setting better boundaries. I have, I mean, still to this day, I got terrible work boundaries sometimes. Like, I don't think I ever get to a point where I don't take a client home with me. Somebody coming home with me. Like, right now, it may not be the 30-something people that it used to be right now. I mean, like, weaned it down to, like... So you telling me somebody is sitting in the room with you right now? Somebody sitting in the room with me right now. They're in the, they're right there watching On the couch. On the couch, wrapped up in a family dollar blanket. On the couch. They wait, they spend the night, they get they spend the night bagging everything. Because the family, so I just had to learn how to get some better coping skills. I had to learn how to vent to people. So, 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 since you said that coping skills, what is something that you could give us on the low right now? Just the fat girl chronicles family, yeah, yeah, for for the fat girl chronicles family that's hanging out with us on YouTube or Facebook, like what what is some coping mechanism that we can use, you know, like when we when we're having a moment or you know what I'm saying when we like feeling fucked up. Okay, so first of all, I will tell people to feel fucked up. So one of the things that you usually always that I always see is that people don't ever want to feel the feelings. Like people end up making so many bad choices or unhealthy choices is because avoidance. They're trying to hurry up and avoid this very natural ass feeling that this situation would call for me to feel. One, like in something, (laughs) my clients, the top three, like these is my three questions all the time. When you feeling something, what am I feeling? Actually name the feeling. One thing to make my damn eye twitch is some type of way. What's the way? That shit hit like Hennessy. I just swallowed some Hennessy when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Hit your throat. They hit your throat. What am I feeling? And then I asked them, where am I feeling it? Your body going to always tell you what's up. You know what I'm saying? Your body is going to always tell you what's going on before you even got the words to try to figure it out. Like, So sometimes you got to notice where you feel certain feelings in your body. Like, If I get anxious, I'm feeling it in my stomach, off top. I got the bubble guts. I already know what's going on. I feel like I got a shit. I feel like I got to throw up. I feel like, uh uh-uh. So that's how I know my anxiety is there. So I'm like, when my stomach starts feeling that and I may not have the awareness to be able to say what caused that, I check with my body and I'm like, what's going on? I'm feeling something in my stomach. Oh, I'm anxious. Oh, okay. I be feeling it in my, in my chest when I'm angry. In your chest. In my chest and in my throat. I be throat. having a lot of anxiety. In my chest and in my, in having... my throat when I'm angry. Bubble guts. I be having a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be. Nah, nigga, you need to change your diet. For real. <laughs> it could be that. You but need to change your diet. Drink but, some but water. I'm that, I'm that dude, though, when I start feeling something, and let's say I might start. And two big ass gator tears coming out of my mouth. And everybody suck that shit up. See, that's your problem. Yeah, my pride is need to let it go. I just talked to a client about that the other day. I um, cut myself off from the world in a sense. Yeah, like, I know. I and to... then she get mad when I check when I check in or check her what? about it. Like, hey, yo. But see, I know me. And see, I'm somewhat of an empath. So a lot when I be talking to my friends, I'm collecting and that transfer of energy be so strong. So sometimes I gotta cut myself off. I get off like now I'm off social media. 
I have to decompress. I have to decompress and recharge because when I'm being distracted by all that other shit, how am I supposed to help y'all if I can't help myself? Like, I literally... You got to learn what to absorb and what not to absorb, man. I mean, I'm a work in progress now. I'm just letting you know. Because you just asked how you're supposed to help. But you have to understand. It's not going to be a conversation. I'm listening too. I'm all up in it with my popcorn. It's not going to be a change overnight. I've for years. Oh, no, I don't expect it to be overnight. But it's something that I got to keep telling you. What I've been going through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told you, you ain't got to absorb everything, bitch. I done told you. I don't think it's weird to. I, I I don't think it's weird to identify yourself as a superhero. You know what I'm saying? Like in the terms of like, yeah, I think I can handle all my people's shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm because I'm the strong one. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's weird because I think a lot of people do that. Like they like I'm fuck it. We we fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm one of them people that feel like I'm built like that to be able to handle all my people's shit. And still get the job done because I think I'm a fucking superhero, like for real, for real. You can't if you take care of you. Is and that's the part. That's that's the part I was gonna get to next. But I think I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm doing it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I can be the motherfucker who I'm trying to be, but I get I gotta do it a different way. Like, how do you focus on you? And it's not, I don't think you're doing it wrong. I, I don't think it's really boundaries. Way to do it. And that's the part. Like, Mika just said that boundaries, like, boundaries. Um, Come on, Mika, good grief. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I have learned in therapy, if I have not learned anything else, is about boundaries because my therapist, she knew I was the person that's always going to. I'm always checking in on people. I'm always giving, always doing, always hoping and praying that or or pouring into others. And I do that so often and so much that I was pouring from an empty ass cup. Mm-hmm. And I could, and I had nothing when I got down to the point where I had nothing else to give and nobody was giving to me and I was still trying to pour from an empty cup. You burn yourself the fuck out because you are trying to give something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have it and you're constantly trying to give it, mm-hmm. that's when you start setting up regrets. Like you regret and you resent those people because you are mm-hmm. trying to give so much. But they're not asking you to give it. Mm-hmm. You are just freely choosing to give it because that's who you are. Because you're the strong one. And I said this year, I don't want to be the strong one. That's I don't want to be labeled as strong. I don't want to be labeled as resilient. Because when you're labeled as strong, people expect you to be able to bear through any fucking thing. Yeah. Without, without batting the eye, without crying, without um, feeling your feelings. And I'm not going to do that no more. Like, I've mm-hmm. done that so many times throughout my life even with losing my mama losing our mother like we went through so much at that one point in time that people expected oh y'all so strong stop calling me strong i'm confused <laughs> i am grieving i am trying to understand who the hell i am at this point my friend she told me she was like, I didn't think you had no feelings. I'm like, what the fuck? Because I wasn't showing and 
weeping or doing whatever, or you just wasn't listening to me when I was actually expressing my feelings. Now you feel like I don't, I, that I didn't have any feelings. So now when I am expressing my feelings and maybe crying about something I'm going on, now I'm too emotional or I'm really emotional. So this is like the drawback of trying to open up to people. And that's why I go into my safe space because I'm not going to judge me. I know I'm, I'm fucked up at times because I'm, Hello, I'm just, somebody. I <laughs> so I try to heal. It's not like I'm trying to heal myself, but I know when I need to step back because what will happen is that I will start resenting you for not doing to me what I do, being the kind what of friend I, I am to you yeah. as I am to you, you know what I'm saying, Academy. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, like it that's what makes it hard. And that's why it's hard to open up. Like it's not an overnight process. Yes. Tiff, you oh, I'm sorry, Leo, you be there for me. You be opening up yourself, but I'm not about to pour onto you when I already know that you fuck. Girl, up. listen, and that's Ooh. that's the part. Yep, there we go. Give it to him. Hey, with my flag at? With my flag on the flag. For what? What you, what you throwing the fucking flag for? It's time for me to go. What's she mess up at? Because, watch this. <laughs> go ahead, let me watch get my shirt. Oh, okay. I, I, it's my turn? I get yeah. to go in? Or Tiff, you taking that one? Nah, go ahead, coach. Okay, so this is the thing though, and this is why we continue to suffer in silence because we create our own we create our own depression sometimes when we do those things like I don't feel like I can dump on somebody else or I don't feel like they got so much going on over there. That's not your business what we got going on. So if my friend is calling me to say, Oh girl, let me tell you what's going on. I know you got this going on. It is then my job to say, friend. Like this how you got so much going on right now, but I ain't even got the capacity right now to be able to hear nothing else. I ain't got the capacity right now to be able to take nothing else on. Mm-hmm. Who you want to talk to? You want to call me tomorrow? Like I just need a night right now to kind of reset, recharge. Call me tomorrow at eight o'clock or send me a voice message that I can listen to it tomorrow when I wake up. It is my job to then set the boundary with you to say, uh, I, I can't take on, I can't take that on right now. It is not your business to mind my business. You try to mind. Ooh my business and trying to tell me what I can take on and what I got the capacity yeah. to do. And Don't throw your hands. <laughs> now we just told your business. We you just told me? you about yourself. <laughs> it's okay to do that? Mind your business. <laughs> Fine. It's okay Fine. to mind your business. And, and it's it simply, she feel that way because it's something it's that okay I feel It's okay to put your phone on do not disturb at night time sometimes. Baby, listen. My phone goes on do not disturb at 1045. 1045. How you do? How you do it? How you do it? I got sweet mode set up on mine. I don't even get a notification past 1030. I'm a screen recording. I'm going to show you how to set it up. Because on iPhones, you can actually set it up to where it only goes off for certain people. So my favorites, my phone goes off for my favorites. Um during those do not disturb hours so that means like my family if it's some an emergency that's the only 10 those are the only people that's going to be able to come through after 10 45 mm-hmm. or between 12 and 7 between 12 and 7 that's my sleep hours and my phone is set for sleep and only time somebody can get through during those mm-hmm. hours is if they list it under my favorites or something like that but Yes, Mika. The only reason that she set up here and did all of that is because I tell her that all the time is that you don't you don't have to um hold out because you know I got stuff going on. 
we're friends. And if I'm your friend and you got shit going on too, it's not right for me to be able to tell you everything and you can't tell me nothing. And I know how to be like, oh, let me call you back, girl. I ain't got, I ain't got, I ain't got it today. And that's my, that's the thing I've started to use. I ain't got it today, you know. Because your friend like, like if I can't call you and dump on you, you gotta earn your title to be my friend. Like just like I need to earn your title to be your friend. I don't want to be your friend that's only around when you got good news. Yeah, I'll let you know me, but. This ain't, this ain't the wind. Don't nobody bring me. People not recognize, don't it. Recognize, it. don't recognize it unless it's theirs. Let's see. Hold on, hold on. Wait. Because then we start to get into the me too. You, you said the, the one, uh, Mika. Mika. Yeah. People may not re- recognize or cry out if it doesn't look like theirs. Because we start to get into <laughs> the me too. Oh, yeah, this happened to me too. It's like, okay. Yep. Yeah, that's true. So no, listen, okay. let me say this. Sometimes when people say that the situation happened to them too, it is not them disregarding something that happened to you. It is them letting you know that I can understand where you're coming from. And I care enough to let you know that this is why it happened. And I'm I'm listening. That's the no, way, that's some that. people's way to make a some connection. People. Some yeah. people, yeah, I'm the, not disregarding all people. I'm not saying all people. When the conversation is diverted to their situation, mm. and now it's like, forget what you were just talking about. Let me t- continue telling you the story on how this. Oh no, 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 me now. No, no, no. That's what I get. I I can understand oh, somebody no, listen, saying, "Yeah, man, to... that happened to me too." Let me finish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You let me finish though. Like well, sometimes asking people too. Like sometimes I had to start getting in the habit when somebody called me because my mind was always set on. I didn't know how to turn the therapist mode off. Even my other sister would tell you, like, girl, Natasha, she'll tell you, like, girl, I just called, you know what I'm saying? To tell you about the shit that's going on. I need a therapy session. So I had to start training my brain to be like, okay, you need a vent or you need some feedback. So like when I ask people that, that way I know what ears to turn on because sometimes. My brain is always on problem solving mode. It's easy to get back into that flow. Like, okay, you need to do this. this. And sometimes people are like, girl, I know what I need to do. I just wanted to call in, you know what I'm saying, tell you about it. And so then that's why I'm like, oh, shit. Like, here I am spewing out solutions. And you called to just tell me what he did. And so you have to start asking people, like, do you need a vent or do you need some some actual feedback? Because if you just need a vent, then that means shut up and listen. And, and I think and that travels that over into like relationships too, because a lot of times we be talking to people and or we talk to our guy or they talk to us. It's like, do you want me to listen or do you want a solution? Mm-hmm. But we don't do it. A lot of times us as women, we go into therapy mode and be like, oh, let me solve your problems. And mm-hmm. that's not even what they need at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, not we know what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know what we need to do. When the problem first arrives, it's like, I know I need to either cut this person off or I know I need to set this boundary or I know I need to do this. Sometimes we already know. Yeah. We just need the space to be able to have somebody else validate us. Like mm-hmm. Validation go a long way. And sometimes the validation is necessary because you're you're conflicted with your feelings and in, in your thoughts at that point in time. So I do want to say, like, I am grateful for my village. I'm grateful for uh Genesis and um Sarita and Marcy and my and my siblings more so my sisters like I can vent to my brothers or whatever but it's more <laughs> so my sisters but um when it comes to those things like it's it's one of those factors where if I need them they not they not like oh no 
they not it's not that they're not answering the phone and then when i know something going on with them like the type of the type of disrespect i receive when i make phone calls and they answer like i ain't got time for your shit today <laughs> and that's the type of feedback i get from um sarita and marcy when they know that i know something's going on with them because i hear them when they're silent if my mm -hmm. friends are too silent or it's something that they are not saying, I'm like, mm-mm. And then Sarita swears I'm a psychic, but she calls me a psycho because she don't <laughs> ever really say anything when stuff is going on. But, like, I have an in instinct or in my gut, I'd be like, mm, something is not right. <laughs> Let me call. And then that's when I get the answer of, I'm, I don't have time for your shit today, Leo. And that's the only time she ever calls me Leo is when I know something is going on. And any other time it's Tip or Tiffany, because that's what her son used to call me. But when it's when it, when I'm on point, it's Leo. <laughs> and then just like with Genesis, she'll roll her eyes and talk her shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, I said what I said, and I don't care about you feeling no type of way about it. I said what I said. And the period goes there with the teeth okay <laughs> so i have a question okay so like marcus says a me too could be a cry out for help too so when is that also part of setting boundaries like how do you know when to take their me too as the cry out when you're trying to vent? like is there such a thing there is such a thing so like if i if i'm talking to somebody and everything i'm saying that uh-huh and a me too one it's like okay what do you need like, mm -hmm. is there something that you need? And that's it. Like, that. what do you need? You can just take it a long way because then they'll tell you, I don't need nothing. Or, you know what? If they say, I don't know what I need, then that creates another door for you to be able to say, okay, well, let's try to let's try to figure this thing out. Let's try to, if you want to create that space for y'all to navigate those waters together. together. But sometimes <laughs> if you don't want to navigate those things together, you can ask them, okay, sis, what you need yeah. in the meantime? Because this is what I plan to do or this is what I'm feeling like I need to do, but what I may need may be something different what you need. Or are you feeling these same things too? Like, is there something else that's going on? You ain't got to turn it to private eye, but you know what I'm saying? You could also just be compassionate to try to figure out like, is this something that you need? Cause you can tell with somebody. I mean, I know we say you can't tell when they cry out, but you know what I'm saying? You can always tell by history. If that person you talking to, like mm -hmm. if there's always a, a comp, a competitive kind of, <laughs> nature going on and they all dynamic even outside of just problems if it's mm -hmm. oh, i just bought this shirt oh me too oh that dude like yeah. no, me too. Oh, i just got this new car me too then it's like i can't trust you is you my clone or no be going through the same exact thing every time like stop playing so T said, I'm the person that gets very quiet. I do too much to be there for everyone. So people don't actually know how to be there or support me when I need it. Mm -hmm. They tend not to allow me the space I need to express myself and vent because they're in the mindset of you're strong and you will yes, be okay. Absolutely. And I just learned what that is called. That is called toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. We we pray strong all the time. We pray strong. I was like, I did not mm -hmm. even know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it, it gives people the out to not tap into their feelings and feel what they need to feel because you're telling them it could be worse. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm dealing with what I'm dealing we with. We talking about right, right now. now. 
<laughs> and that's oh, a big thing too. Like you hear that culturally, like you hear people even go back to slaves. Our parents, we our ancestors were slaves. You mean to tell me y'all can't deal with this love? I can't. Where your parent worked so and so. I had to go eight work eight jobs and do this. I'm like, so did that mean I can't feel what I'm feeling right now because you had to work eight jobs? Right. Don't devalue what I'm feeling right now. I'm because saying, of respect my Walmart job and, and move on. Like right. I can still be stressed at Walmart because you had to work. Walmart and go and sell drugs and yeah. do out the same house. Working around customers, period. I'm saying validate my stuff. Josh said you can't give people a plan. You can only help them with their plan. Mm -hmm. And the strongest in the room sometimes need therapy too. That's no, crazy. we all need therapy. That's not oh, sometimes. <laughs> That's facts. Oh, let's see. Tamika said, I agree with you, Leo. Sometimes also we have to realize everyone is not our assignment. Self-care is important. We can't save everybody. That's right. That's what she said. Um Marcus said, in order to practice pop proper self-care, you have to be selfish. Oxymoron is crazy in that one. Um, Cassie said, "My phone on DND all day. <laughs> Only my faves can get through." Yes. Uh, and then Marcus said, "Hell, some of them need to be on DND too." <laughs> he ain't lying. <laughs> and then Michelle I had said, nobody up in this motherfucker. Like, not even my faves get through. <laughs> Michelle said the same for me. Only ten people can get through to me. It's called a pass through. Listen, the boundaries is real in here. They yeah. said you gotta get through so and so to get to me. Don't post none of uh syndromes. I need to go ahead and start putting D, &D on my shit then. Uh, drugs. <laughs> Use drugs. So Victoria said that she needs help. And in what way, Victoria, so that we can make sure that we give you the right resources to reach out to. In regards like, to the help that you need, and if it's yeah, personal, um, if it's personal, then um, you can reach out to me, and I'll give you um, Nicole's information, or I'll make sure that I connect you all, so that way she can assist you and give you the right information that you need. So that was, that was unusual, you know what I'm saying? Like compared to the way she always comment on the show, that that tweaked me a little bit. I ain't gonna even front. Yeah, because y'all know who that is to me, and she don't talk like that. Yeah, and she she generally does not like make those kind of statements. But I will say the one thing that I have recognized about this show is that it is a safe space for a lot of people to let them situations. Um, the the shit that we talk about on here is a safe space for people to be on and come on here and say what they really need in their life. So. Um, for her to say that, that means a lot. It means that that's something that she really needs. And so therefore, mm -hmm. we're going to try to make sure you get exactly what you need. If I can't help, if Nicole can't help, um, we can reach out to, uh, to our other resources to get you what you need. Yep. Yes. Um, so, and yes, toxic positivity is a real thing, um, Syndrome. Um, <laughs> he was... He he's he crazy. He's funny. Yeah, that's he said, a... I need therapy, but I prefer to use drugs. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the last 
I told y'all about that situation when I, I got high one day and I got on motherfucking Facebook talking about um the Flintstones and um shit being on divorce court. So no, I don't want I don't want the drugs no more. <laughs> like Brian that he had those shrooms. <laughs> yeah, when Brian had them shrooms. <laughs> I was over here. I was over here talking about all kind of shit. I'm gonna share it in the group chat so y'all can see what I was talking about. I shared it to Syndrome after we talked about it because <laughs> it popped up in my in my memories like three days later, and I was like, "Bro, this is what I was talking about." But um, with with mental health, like overall, like I put some of your, I jacked some of your um TikTok videos. You were stealing, yes. So this is one of uh this is one that kind of talks about how she when a when someone gets comfortable in a therapy session. Every day. Every day. media and on the news talking about that they really made a song about how they killed her child. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a yes, minute. Get up. Hold on. That whole song was for real. Yes. In real life. Damn. <laughs> okay. Yes. That yeah, that's real. crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> the, um, that's fucking wild. The lady, mm-hmm. the mother of Corbin, um, she actually took it to court and stuff or she was on the news talking about how they that's how she knew who killed her child. Yeah, she was taking the song. Damn. They trying to get the song banned for a while. Yep. Yo. And that's crazy. <laughs> like, but then this is uh, this to lighten the mood. Um, uh, <laughs> right. I'm like, not everybody said. Now that everybody then got in touch with their emotions. Now, let's, <laughs> everybody up. Now, let's make it happy. Right. That shit was crazy. For real. It's like, not fucking with your psyche. Not that you traumatize us all. It's like, not that I traumatize you. Let me add a little bit of that. Let me Google that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, do that on the Googles. Trosh. Wow. <laughs> Look I that up on to. the Googles. I'm I'm, 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 Listen, I'm, I'm talking to y'all like, that friend that already got already got enough for their shoulder on it. And look now, nah, call me back tomorrow with this because if I see that and, and read that and be like, oh, hold on, that's real, real. After everything, like nigga, what? That's real, real, real. Real, real. Uh, because of their songs, they songs out here telling all of their business. People, yeah, I'm like, come on now. 
But thank oh. you. Jesus Christ, you did a whole 48 bars and I'm everything saying, was original. And they're gonna play it in court. At your Everyone, hearing, what's going on? Every line something happened to somebody, and like, it was 48 bars, and that every so all that shit was true. What? Right. What? Test on the song, nigga. What was a dude? It was a dude who did a TikTok, and he was like, he was the juror in the court when they was playing Young Thug, and he was like, he was sitting there like, you got to tap your foot to pick up. And then you know why he kept saying order in the court, <laughs> like the judge kept saying order, because the nigga was in there like, <laughs> walking on any block. <laughs> Yo, I couldn't be a juror. Maybe I'm not. Yeah, but but they up here playing the music, and that nigga said he, he was like, and then then the judge was Rock like, it. "Fuck it!" Right. <laughs> like, like this, is my That's shit. It's hilarious. I mean, when in Rome. But this is how this is how our my favorite therapist copes between sessions. Numb your angel. Bust that feel her nose up full of dust. Yep. Three six mafia wild on tour. Yep. Whooping these niggas that fucking these whores. Yep. In the bathroom about two whole hours. Yep. Getting real high, passed out on the floor. Yep. Fuck that shit. Yep. Niggas on the frame. Take a one and one. Oh. <laughs> Every 50 minutes. That's what you're going to get coming out of my office. Is somebody selling drugs? I fucking love it. Every 50 minutes. <laughs> hey, Shadow. That's what you're going to hear. Love it. He can't come in here just talking to Booger. Yeah, hey, Booger. if you gonna refer to her as Booger, just you be the only one talking to Booger, cause Booger, Booger. is crazy. He said, cause I picked her. <laughs> I <love you. laughs> oh, this is reason for calling you Booger? Yes. I said, the same. that's the same <laughs> shit that's I was saying, nigga, that's the logic? Like, yes, the logic? That's the logic? Cause I picked her. Hey, man. <laughs> Ain't mad. He said I could use some of that therapy. Cause that's how we do it. He said, "What up to the whole crew?" No, You should have said that first. That part. And then Syndrome said they got more than just that one song. Wow. Wait, who? Okay, what's the name Ooh. of the group? Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Dumb boys. Dumb boys. Okay. Wait, <laughs> like, I'm sitting here like TikTok. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Listen, cause that's all you got to get on there and look at it. Um, what are you talking? Somebody. So as you? we as we tapped into the coping mechanisms and all that other kind of stuff and how people can actually find a therapist, what what are some ways that you can get the most out of therapy? Because I know for me, because I've talked to you, like I go to my therapist and tell my therapist, hey, this is what I need to work on. Mm -hmm. This is what I need to work on. Here's a list of things that I need to tap into because I know this is what is affecting me right now. Mm -hmm. But that's because I talked to her and I was like, because I need the most out of therapy. If I'm pulling up once a week and then at the end of six months, I'm still... I, I ain't made no progress. Ooh, that's transparency. An issue. <laughs> that's an issue. So, outside of like telling your therapist what you need, what are some other ways to get the most out of therapy? So you got to be willing to be. You know what I'm saying. You got to be ready to own your shit when you go to therapy. You know what I'm saying. Like you have to be, ready to be fully honest with yourself about 
the role you play into some of the things that you also have going on. Because, you know what I'm saying, if we go into therapy with the mindset that all these things are happening to me, then, you know what I'm saying, that means that we have no control over our lives and that we have a mentality where, like, I'm not in charge of the things that I should be in control of. So being accountable to your own self to be able to say, like, I, I know what role I played in some of the things I have going on, so let me go ahead and be able to take this to therapy. Also, being able to hold your therapist accountable. Like, we people, too. So at the end of it all, like, if things get off track, it is perfectly fine for you to tell your therapist, like, hey, I don't want to talk about this today. Or if you go into it all and just like, hey, I have something else that's going on today that I really need some feedback on, or I want some insight on. Or I got clients all the time to tell me, like, I want some homework. Like, but I, I usually tell them off top, like, I assign homework. Like, I don't play that 50 minutes one time a week or one time every two weeks. Because therapy happens outside the office. Like, you only get 50 minutes to kind of talk about how your homework went. How can we retweet some things? What we need to try again and do differently and process the experience. So therapy happens when I send you on your way and you got to go interact with that person who just pissed you off at work. And you got to use them skills that I just, you know, we just practiced or role played or we just went over in, in session. So always tell, letting your therapist know what it is that you need and not being afraid to say like, hey, this isn't working. Let's try something different because- we're going to only know what you tell us. If, you don't, if you're if you silent and you're like, don't want to hurt feelings, or you're scared to say, like, oh, I don't want my therapist to feel the type of way, girl, make us feel the type of way. Make us understand I'm not getting what I need. Because at the end of the day, somebody came because they want to do different. Mm-hmm. Like, they want different from, they want to be a different, they want to have different skills or they want a different mindset from when they first walked into your office. So being ready to be honest, being willing to also be a part of your process and be accountable to the things um, that you want to change. Also being willing to be accountable to other people or check other people, whether that's your therapist, whether that's somebody who hurting you, whether that's somebody who is, you know what I'm saying? That you got to have confrontations with at some point in time. And then being willing to actually change and be consistent with that change. Like so many people come in when it's like at the end of their rope and they just need so much and they want change mm-hmm. to happen right, right. then and right there, but that's just mm-hmm. not how therapy works. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just a tool at this point. So it's like, you got to give it time because some people be coming in with like years worth of stuff that they got to unpack and then be wanting to be cool in two weeks. And I'm like, oh no, since I ain't got to make two weeks. Do you ever find it where people are, do you ever get the feeling when people aren't being fully transparent with you and they're like uh-huh. holding back a lot of details that they should be relinquishing to you? Like, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you... Because what if they're not ready to be transparent? Do you suggest that they go or try again, or how do you? Well, I don't give them the boot off top. You know what I'm saying? I don't okay. be like, "All right, well, get out of here and come back." Yeah. But I will ask them like, "Get your, your non transparent <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you ain't gonna open up? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you ain't, oh, you ain't gonna be honest with me? Right. <laughs> get out! I ain't gonna snatch my chain like Ti, but I will be like, you know. Help me understand how this and this led to this. There seems to be something missing. There seems to be a missing link. Or, you know, a lot of people will react differently to that kind of thing that you just did. Like, is that truly how you responded? Or I'll tell somebody, you mind. And I'll use, I use them all the time. All the time. My clients will know. I'll type, I'll be like, you for real, you ain't beat that person up. Or like, you have been here the past three weeks and you done told me you did X, Y, Z. Well, I feel like you lying. And they'll be like, what you mean? I'm like, I just don't feel like that was an honest response right there. Like, and we'll go back to how can I create this to be a safer space? Because if you're not honest, then 
Maybe it's something on my behalf where I'm not creating a space that lets you feel honest. Maybe yeah. you've gotten a lot of feedback from other people where you weren't allowed to be honest. And I'm like, so until we can call it out, then it's, it's just going to be a waste of a waste of your time. But if you if a, a person ain't ready, then I'll just be like, okay, what is it that you need to feel more comfortable so that way you can be transparent? Like you want a different way of communicating? You want a little bit more? Do you need to come in more often? Because sometimes when you're only seeing people once every two weeks and life is going on, it's like, you got to rebuild rapport every single time they come in and then you get to get down to the nitty gritty. So sometimes I'll suggest coming in more often. Um, that's why I also recommend some homework too. So we can kind of figure out what we need to do because I don't put a time limit on, on somebody being able to be open up to open up either, because I don't know what somebody has been through. Right. Like, I don't know what kind of experiences they have. So I don't necessarily put a time on it. Now when I feel like we're getting stuck, I will say something like you lying. <laughs> but I'll do it in a nice, gentle, funny kind of way. Because you know what I'm saying? I want, I want you to get the best out of this experience. For real. Yeah. For real. <clears throat> so um, I think that's one of the things that I love about the relationship I have with my therapist. Because I'd be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm lying. I ain't do that homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I ain't do that homework, mm-hmm. girl. I didn't feel like doing it. I didn't feel like feeling my feelings. So maybe I could try to do it this week. And she be like, yeah. she be like, mm-hmm. okay. So she'll laugh about it and then we'll go on. But I do, I have recognized that um, I do have to make sure, and you're responsible for your journey and you're responsible for your well-being through therapy. Because if you're not being honest and you're not telling your therapist what you need, and you just getting on their chit chatting and shit, then it's gonna become like you talking on the phone with one of your people, and you're not necessarily going through what you need to go through. So, and I only say that because therapy been good to me, and I've been good to my, I've been good to myself um, because I know what I needed and how much of it that I've needed. So, like, I always say, like, and when COVID hit, I gave up everything, like everything and even even the cold was like you sure about that like they tell people that don't give up all their vices at one time i gave up all your friends i gave up all my vices and went into therapy because i was like i'm tired i want i i'm ready and over that time frame of through covid and through last year and through especially like the end of last year when um all of that other stuff took place. Therapy was really important for me to get through that transition. And like I made a post yesterday, like I recognize my triggers. Like when people get too close to me now or too close to my car, mm-hmm. uh-uh, you got to back the fuck up because you're going to end up, you're going to get a Nike check across your chest. Maybe I'm going to turn the out here. <laughs> you was just for trying real. to tell me that my tire was low. Okay, you you better got to do something. You got to signal first. Um, but I recognized yesterday a lady, I was putting air in my tire, and this lady got out of her car and was standing there and trying to direct me. And you know, this tire up here, it's um, ma'am, you finna get an Adidas or a Nike check across your face because you're too close. And you over here talking to me. It's, it's right, because it was nine o'clock in the morning. And you over here too close trying to talk to me. No, ma'am, we're not finna do this. So. Um, it is your responsibility as you go through therapy to make sure that you are telling your therapist what you need, what you need to work on and how you want to go through that transition. Because sometimes 
talking ain't always it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people go through creative therapy where they actually paint or draw a color and stuff like that. I have my clients in every first session. I have them make me a playlist because music is how I relate. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. our first session is play, make me a soundtrack of your life. If you don't want to tell me, if you don't want to mind dump, as soon as you come in, make me a playlist of like some of your life experiences. Story <coughs> better than you can right now. Shoot it back to me. I'm gonna play it, and then you know what I'm saying I get a little bit more insight on who you are, what your music taste is, and I also gotta know what you've been through just off of some songs that you chose. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it definitely don't have to be verbal all the time. And speaking of playlists, Nicole has some really dope ass playlists on Spotify, ain't it? So send me the links and I'll make sure I post them on the Fat Girl Chronicles page. Okay. So people can check them out. And it's a variety of playlists for different areas of your life, whether mm. it's for procrastination. What's the other ones? Depression, anxiety, codependency, separation and divorce. Um, like you said, procrastination. I think I have I'm not gonna cry. Ooh, I got at least eight or nine of them up there. You see, the first one that I remember was procrastination. <laughs> Listen, that's a mind all the time. <laughs> that's mine too. I'm like like procrastination. Um, yeah, I need that one. Shit. But um, Victoria um, said, from being molested at a young age, from being in an abusive relationship as a teenager, mm. from trying to save my father's life as he took his last breath, from taking on responsibility for a two year old that's not my child, from taking it on new family, etc. She is overwhelmed. I bet. That's probably an understatement, girl. Right. It's truly an understatement. Right. Just the trauma. Ooh. And then she said, right. um, hold on. She <laughs> said, everyday life is so hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I messaged you, Victoria, so that way we can um, create a plan and a solution for you to be able to get the help. Share with us too. Yeah, right. and being transparent in that way because I'm sending out a virtual hood. Listen, yeah. for real, for real. Yeah, that's dope. Um, appreciate you. And Mika said, but our definitions of what we consider opening up can be different. Some people are just so used to shedding all of their business, they may wonder what more should I tell you. Listen. And then um, Simeon said, I hate that you went through those horrible moments in your life. I hope you know you are not alone and you are so much stronger than <laughs> you even think. Um, Sorry, I just really want to Simeon's comments. I want to laugh at what you said. Hey, that timer was crazy. I am so sorry. She probably read about the very first therapist. That timer was crazy, though. I was like, Oh. That's how it happens out here. You because we could be having a, a real serious conversation, and next thing you know, somebody put a comment and it'd be like, well, I mean, that's but, exactly what happened. I hey. so that was not directed to the comment. But you know what, right, though? That's that's how people get into the mindset that they, they get in that like they, they be in because everybody thinks shit a joke, you know what I'm saying? But it mm-hmm. might have not came like that. It was just mm-hmm. late when they saw it or whatever. But mm-hmm. the fact that a mother was pouring their heart out, you was like <laughs> You know, he said, Victoria Washington, thank you for being here and thank you for your transparency. Mm-hmm. You opening up creates a space of trust for us all. 
and you're mm-hmm. supporting us through your pain. I'm not a therapist, but I can definitely lend a listening ear. I'm here and will and will definitely stand with you on your journey to mental wellness. You will be in my prayers for sure. Yes. Appreciate y'all for real, for real, man. That is dope. Thank you for your transparency. Nick, I see what you what you laughed at. (laughs) I just saw it right then. Uh, thank you for your transparency. You are carrying a heavy load, but you will get your healing. Simeon said, my very first therapist suggested I find another therapist. That's not the only one. 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 Very good life. It ain't me. She I really know. didn't act right. She knew you were going to do right. She knew you weren't going to do right. You weren't even ready. You just wanted to do something. He said, please, I hope Mary J. Blige didn't make your list. She always got through some shit. That was what I cackled at. Yeah, that was what I Um, there are so many outlets outside of music and art yeah there Mm -hmm. are but those are the ones that people relate to the most like when it comes to expressions of thoughts and of self um music and art are usually the the two go-tos um that's why that's why that's why sipping paint then became so popular huh it's a form of Possibly. it's mindfulness, you know what I'm saying? When you're thinking about I me, mean, I don't know about sipping, but pain is definitely mindfulness, you know what I'm saying? Like being in the present, being in the moment, but also sipping music and art come in so many different forms. They don't have to just be songs and painting, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Art is anything you make it, it could be body it be painting, cooking. it could be it can be cooking, it could be big, yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be, be the mouth doing the body roll. Hey, that is an art. Talking. I'm like, that's an art too. I'm working. You said okay, about twerking. Yeah. You no, twerking. she thought you said effing. Oh, am I supposed to say? I'm sorry. I mean, hey, that's a, that's an art. No qualms. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely music, though. I definitely can relate. Listen, music, music <laughs> is everything in so many ways. Um, like. People singing, like people, like Genesis the other day, we was on the phone and she like, I'm finna block you. I'm finna hang up on you. <laughs> everything was a song. Because a everything was a song. And even when I started talking to her, I started talking to her in song right. lyrics. That's not and even she a was, song. She was making she was like, a song. <laughs> Nick, they don't even know. The, they don't even know the half. You ain't busting out in song lyrics or a TV show, a prominent TV show or movie lines. What are we talking about? <laughs> really? What are we talking? What are we about? talking about? Nothing. <laughs> Call me it's later when you go watch it. a movie that I can relate to. That's it. You go back and watch that movie so you can know some of the lines that follow the line that I said to you. That's your therapy. Because <laughs> that's your homework. You can't pick up what I'm putting down. Are we really? You need to mop what I'm dropping. <laughs> Mop Listen, what I'm dropping. You need to mop what I drop. Listen. Yes. Already. But if you drop some shit that couldn't be mopped, then you needed a broom. Like, mop it. You too deep. You too deep. You too deep in the trenches, bro. <laughs> no, you, you can't just be mopping everything. You <laughs> mop it up, regardless of what it is. Mm-mm. Sweep it. Michelle said, uh, "Music is definitely my therapy. It has helped me through a lot recently." Let me tell you something. Squeegee Let me tell you something, Miss Linda. Miss Linda. I don't know who is squeegee. Um, music Makes has been 
come together. The saving grace, man, for a lot of us. And music, even like even when I'm doing regular stuff, music be like, oh, I remember this song, and I think that was just how the way we were we grew up. My mama played music for everything, cleaning up in the car, traveling, all that other kind of stuff. And when she was sewing, my mama was a seamstress. When she was sewing, doing all that kind of stuff, like music was always around. So even when I hear some of the older songs now, what did I hear the other day? And I was like, nigga, I got to download that. <laughs> um, hold on. Music just make fast. you feel. You know what I'm saying? Like it influences your mood. You ever been oh, in a place was- like you ever noticed when your mood changed? Like with slow music playing, and all of a sudden you feeling sad, and it's like, what's going yeah, on up yeah. in here? Well, yeah. you got some good music playing. You in a good mood, like it, it influences your it mood. Triggers. It triggers. <coughs> it triggers. It was the song. It gets so much power. Mm-hmm. It was a song. Um, no one's gonna love you the way I do. No doubt about it. Now, mouth. I know you know that song. Know Nobody you, else know that song. Nobody know that. And I, yeah, I, I heard that. encore. Jay Z. Like Jay Z, okay, that's why I was at my It's an old ass song called Encore. Hold Evelyn on. Champagne King. I heard, can I get a refill? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, nah, for the player for y'all. Since y'all don't know. Yes. I heard, can I get a refill? Oh, okay. Now, if you get the show kicked off Facebook right now, that's also damn. Oh, we got like twenty songs. She nobody copyright net. What is it? What's the rule? Twenty seconds. Ten. No, no. Yeah, it's like twenty. Like it's like twenty seconds. Um, but I heard that song and it made me like think about my mom during the summertime barbecuing and all that other kind of stuff. And our babysitter, her best friend Debbie, like that's what made that song come up in my head. Uh, th- that triggered those kind of thoughts from my childhood, and it was like, wow, that's crazy. But therapy is not just sitting down, laying on the couch, talking, like, there are many forms of therapy, so find the form that works for you, okay? Um and traditional talk therapy may not be um, what a lot of people need. You know what I mean? Like some people, it's okay. Huh? I said some people might stutter and they can't get through ma'am. traditional talk therapy. Ma'am. No, but that's a real thing. I'm not trying to be funny. But like they might not feel comfortable like trying to do talk therapy because they stutter. I'm no longer taking you serious. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You've already said it. <laughs> That's crazy because I was actually on the side with that one. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You got a fucking point, Leo. <laughs> speech therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, okay. They might have to do speech therapy first. Yeah, but we talking about it's a progression then at that point. It so is if you study, you gotta do speech therapy okay, first yeah, to be able to go right, talk okay. regular therapy. Ah, you okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you my therapy. You gonna charge the shit out of somebody that needs speech therapy and then try to talk to you? Well, it ain't gonna be enough for 28 years. What? what? Uh huh. 
He said, mm-hmm. I was a DCFS <laughs> family teacher counselor for over 17 years. Ooh, DCFS <laughs> was uh, my go-to and worked over 97% of the time. It's how you use it. You ain't lying. He said, I still have former clients that check in with me to say they still on track. Oh, that's what's up. Um, he said agree music listens when no one else does man, and man. Um, truly been in a place of peace listen mm-hmm. baby and sometimes I listen to sad music just to force myself to feel my emotion because mm-hmm. I be avoiding the shit out of them things I be like not today you be dodging not like today. Lil' Kim you be not doing like uh, Lil' Kim on back in there. get back in there because we're not mm-hmm. doing this today Ooh, hey, but that's that sentence right there, though. Jesus Christ, I ain't never heard nobody say that. What? But that shit say so much in those what the music listens when no one else does. Like that, you listening to some shit that can listen to you. Like it's crazy. What the, bro? Go ahead on T. Get the fuck off here. Don't ever come back. Go ahead no more. <laughs> Damn, my kick oh. off the show. Hey, that's a cold <laughs> ass. That's some cold shit to write. Jesse said, I'll be in a good mood listening to Sam. She is crazy. And the first yeah. picture just helps. You know what? The first picture <laughs> definitely helped that statement. Like, yes. She be is crazy. Jesse be over there pulling Pratt. the tails off of raccoons listening <laughs> to Sam music. I'm like, I ain't sad. She, uh, got Elvira from uh, yes. that man, squeezing cats and shit. I'm gonna hug you and love you forever. Um, Simeon said, music can dictate how you feel and act, how you act and feel throughout the day. Listen, let's not forget yeah. when they play them certain songs in the club, and then a the fight just broke out two seconds later because y'all just we like, hey. yes, like, I still remember that New Year's Eve in Chicago when Two Chains was performing and they played Riot and Bruh. Baby. It was a I was riot. like, get Lisa Neal, get Lisa Neal. I was grabbing my things like get Lisa Neal because they literally. Started a damn riot. Trying to get out of there. I was like, I already walked with a limp. I got a, 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 a messed up knee. No, it's because your nuts heavy. Damn. That's what you be saying. Come on, Nuck, if you buck. Listen, Nuck, if you buck. Um, he said, <laughs> Simeon, stupid. He said, that's my shit, booger. <laughs> Encore. <laughs> he had therapy session with his pen with daddy issues. Who? Kendrick. Kendrick CD is. Oh, listen, I gotta listen Ryan. to it. That's what um, yeah, that's what he just asked. Since we on music, what she think about Kendrick's new album? It's I'm gonna therapy. listen to it tonight when I do the show. I'm gonna listen to it tonight too. I like Purple Heart. The time was fire. I like Purple um Heart. the heart. What was it called? Purple Heart. With the one where yes. he was talking about um Nipsey and stuff at the end. Mm. I don't know which one that on is. the video. It's a video that he just did with all the face changes and shit. He was talking about Nipsey in the song. I don't know the name of the song. They said they said that song ain't even on the album. It's not. Yeah, they said that song ain't even on the album. Hmm. Um, Cassie said, "Remember that episode of A Different World? Relax, relax, relate, release. <laughs> relax, relate, release. No, that was uh, A Different World. That was witty. Relax, relate." Release and T said, Don't kick off the show, Trosh. 
don't kick off. Of we ain't gonna let him do We ain't gonna let him. I, yes, even, I was just giving the her heart. the intensity of those words that she typed. I was just letting her the know that heart. shit was fucking dope. I wasn't gonna kick off for real. The heart. That's the name of the heart part five. Oh yeah, I just listened to that today, uh, Marcus, and I was like, "What the fuck am I listening to?" That's yeah. some toxic but if, shit. Yeah, but if you watch it, if you watch the video, shit. it's a lot. It make it makes more sense if you watch the video and listen to it, okay? Instead of just trying to listen to the song. I'm sorry, like, video, that's damn, when he, he do all the face yeah. changes and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, So. I'm gonna play this dope ass um, collaboration of um, information from a cure for the culture because it's what she does. It's what they do and who it's for. They ask me what I do and who I do it for. Here we go. Jesus. Yeah, where my music at? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't delete my music. I'm mad now. I'm gonna come back. I gotta go. Do, I gotta download it again. Uh-huh. Nope. No, nope, my music was mom on that sing? video. I'm What's mad. Wrong with? You want us to sing? I mean, no. you, you could always just put some bald head niggas with beards behind no, that shit. You. you know what I'm saying? None of y'all songs. Everybody react. You had motherfucking problem. That's that's the shit. Y'all ain't even heard it. Oh my god! I can't wait till y'all hit the EP. Oh my god! Who are those guys? Can't wait. I can't wait. Bruh, they just pissed me off. They better, y'all better stop playing with me. She said, Where my music? <laughs> because I'm like, Wait a minute. Um, I worked uh-uh. on this shit all day. Where's my music? And all that. Uh-uh. And it's a bomb video, too. So you're not finna sit up here and not. Uh-uh. That's what we not fencing to do. That's comedy. Y'all is not finna sit up here and not. Oh, Canva, now you want to act ignorant? Uh-uh. In front of your friends. <laughs> right. Not in front of your friends. In front of my friends, Canva. Let's see. You want to smack me, bitch? Nope. It ain't. <laughs> well, that was That's a deep breath. Really? Really? You got to go down under. In front of us. That's how, like, how Troche be talking for real. That's how Troche, when he get upset... <laughs> Oh, wait, that's he did go down low. I'm sorry. Oh, Leo, what you want, bro? That's how you be sounding. It be in front of my friends, though. Yeah, you got the front of my friends was high note. High note. I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. You want to smack me, yeah. bitch? Yeah. Oh, you want yeah. <laughs> Man, that wasn't Maybe. even one of the moments that you just took for yourself with this damn. That's not even a song. <clears throat> It is. My sister knows what I'm talking about, which is why I'm over here chuckling. Dang. That was slow dance by Carrie Hilson, wasn't it? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hold on. Come on. Hey, boy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. B, 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 B. Hey, hey. B. 
<coughs> so, any tips for people that aren't? <laughs> Michelle said tropes be in high seat all the time. Because <laughs> it be in front be of my friends. And uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I sure do, Cassie. <laughs> yes, I did. Definitely, Joanne. Definitely, I'm Joanne, and I be tickled. But in the meantime, in between time, can you give people some resources to be able to go to in order to find therapists that they're looking for? Yeah, go to Google and put in where do I find a therapist? What a therapist at? What a therapist resides? But actually, go to Psychology Today, psychologytoday.com. Okay. You are about to lose your job. So go to psychologytoday.com. There's a spot that says find a therapist, or you can enter your zip code and you put in your zip code. There'll be a list of therapists that come up, and you can kind of start some therapy shopping there. They'll have a bio they'll have a picture they'll have things that they specialize in um they'll have which insurances that they take even if they take private pay you can start there um a therapy for black girls also has a platform where you can do the exact same thing put in your zip code a list of black therapists will come up or therapists of color but primarily black um will come up and you can you get to do the same thing look at their pictures try to figure out um what they specialize in and what it is that you need Really and truly, um, a lot of my clients found me on Instagram. So it also depends on how the agency that you um, work for promotes and markets. Because sometimes people just really type in like Houston Black Therapist and then all these um, all these agencies will come up. And I got like at least four or five clients that said that that's how they found us. Um, I think Therapy for Black Men also has a directory. So you can also start there. So those are usually my top three go-to. Psychology Today, Therapy for Black Girls, Therapy for Black Men. Okay. And of course, the social medias. Because a lot of people are promoting, especially like TikTok. If you type in Therapist of TikTok, if you type in um, Therapy Talk, you'll see a lot, a lot come up. Instagram, same hashtags is where you can find them. But I like to start off on the, the first three because you at least get a little more background of who it is before you start figuring out who you want to deal with. Okay. That's what's yeah. up. Therapy talk a real thing. That's crazy. That's raw as fuck, though. That is yeah. a real thing. Therapy what? talk, just like yeah, that's talk. cold. Oh yeah, yeah. That's talk. cold, man. Like people spend like fucking ninety five percent of their life on fucking TikTok. You know what I'm saying? They dropping gems on TikTok too. You know what I'm saying? Like you have people people talking about like all the questions y'all ask. <laughs> They'll give you tips on what's coping skills. How do I know when I'm ready for therapy? How do I know when my therapist is not the right fit? How do I know when this, you know what I'm saying? What it's time to leave? What strategies can I do in the meantime to keep from cussing this girl out? All the things. Like they drop, they dropping all kind of gems that you need to get through the day. It is a good time. It is a good time. I think it's been a lot of issues lately, though. They've been trying to get more black faces on therapy talk because I think um, I think you sent me that article though, Tip about how to um the issue with more black faces or more black therapists having on social media mm-hmm. they're trying to get um into the the what is it the algorithm trying to figure out the algorithm so that where they can pop up more in social media searches but black therapists are out there i think so many people don't know how many black therapists really are out there we mm-hmm. out here and then marcus said are any apps worth it any other apps 
I haven't tried the apps, but I know I, I hear a lot of people talk about Headspace or um, dang, what's that one Michael Phelps was promoting for a while? Oh. It was another one. Um, I, I, unless he's talking about like a different app. Now I know one of the apps that I even use, like it's not a therapy app, but it's uh, I use the Calm app just for myself. I mean, like, for real. Oh, yeah. I think I listen yeah. to thunder, the sounds of thunderstorms literally every night before I go to bed. Yes. Um, and if you can't afford Calm, you can go to your music app and type in thunderstorm sounds. You definitely See, that's wrong. Yeah, like, I don't pay for Calm, so I only use the free. I like the free. Oh, okay. But you know, after a while, it cut off. But like when I really want to get into my sleep, I put I put it on my Apple Music and I uh, put it on repeat and then just mm-hmm. let it play while I'm asleep. I fall asleep with my earbuds in sometimes when I need to get into my when I really need to get some sleep. They got um, some good meditations on there too. Though. I think Brian <laughs> James even got his own little. Now you got to pay for the the Calm Pro, but even mm-hmm. Janae Aiko had a. Um, they featured her for a long time, and she also her trigger protection mantra song is the best mindfulness and meditation song you could probably trigger protection. To. Okay, I'm gonna listen to that trigger protection mantra. It is fire. Um, I, I use it. I use the. I mean, for affirmations, I use the I Am app. And it just shoots you affirmations. You can set how many affirmations you want it to send you a day. And you can pick your topics on what you made these affirmations for. And randomly, they pop up in your notification. Like, And um, there's an artist by the name of Londrell, L-O-N-D-R-E-L-L-E. He has a trauma release meditation on his album, Stay Free. And mm-hmm. I love that trauma release because it's yeah, actually yeah. making you get focused and do your meditation and things like that. So, um, so. I uploaded the video that I was trying to upload and then we're going to do the new music moment and then we out of this thing. Okay, y'all. I know we went over, but you know, this is a conversation worth going over for. We can go over the other silly shit. We can go over for the shit that we actually need. So um, this is the video and I pray to God that they play my music. (laughs) Bruh! Message ain't gonna be the same without the music. Man, play bald head niggas with beard. It ain't, and it's pissing me off. Like, wait, where is my music? <laughs> they now you want us to be a choir? No, that's okay. I'm gonna have it on here before we leave so they can see who a cure for the culture is for. In the meantime, in between time, we're gonna go ahead and get to the new music moment, and then I'll come back to that video from a cure for the culture. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your man, the mouth. I'm a little raspy, but it's time for your new music moments. Right here on the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast. We get started off with a young man by the name of B. Smith and his new single called Eyes. And you heard it first, right here in your new music moments. Making these fake pages to lurk on you. Yeah, maybe I don't wanna slip up and hit the like button. I'm creeping, nine weeks in, no sleeping. These weeping eyes on you. You know that I keep my eyes on you. Yes, indeed. The song was called Eyes. The artist was named B. Smith. Now we're keeping it moving with another young man that's an amazing artist, and he's coming into his own right now. The new single is amazing. The artist's name is Devon Culture, and the song is called Pro. Like crawl through the 
called Pro. Now we keep the move with another new artist by the name of BB. But they went and got a young young man that's putting out great music right now and it's a lot of Mr. Raheem Divine. The song is amazing. One of my top singles of the week. And the song is simply called Can We? Raheem your new music moments with your man in mind. I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised if I told you all that I
me to play for you? Hit me up right here at the Fat Girl Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Real simple, the Fat Girl Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Y'all hope you guys enjoyed the music, man. Hope you guys having a great time. And if you enjoy the vibe, hang out with me tomorrow night on the BlazingRadio.com or Blazing Radio Live, the free app downloaded on your phone from Wine Got Wizzy, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with your man in mouth and we get real grown and sexy. Yo, this is your new music moments, and I love you to death and ain't nothing you can do about it. And I'm out. 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 Right, and this nigga still doing it. <laughs> but listen, y'all, we want to thank y'all for tuning in, um, joining us, and being dope, being amazing. Um, once again, let me check the comments before we dip up out of here. Yeah, I can tell, tell them why we're checking the comments. Tell them how they can get in touch with you, special guest. Thank you. Sorry, I was on mute. Okay, listen, I am Nicole Anderson on Facebook. I got a group on Facebook, A Cure for the Culture. You can follow me on Instagram, A Cure for the Culture. You can follow me on TikTok, A Cure for the Culture, on all the medias, on all the medias. That's where I'm at. I've been I've been slipping with the, the content on uh, A Cure for the Culture Instagram page. Yeah, but give me a minute. I was taking a break to kind of rest and reset. But I'll be back very soon. Very soon. Let my birthday pass in the summer. Kind of get in here. Then I come sit back down. <laughs> so now we on vacation. But we'll be back real soon. Real Outside soon. is calling. Follow me anyway. Outside, Outside is calling. Okay. Outside is calling. I picked up last weekend. <laughs> so we on. I'm preparing the others. Cassie said it's a setting on your phone, audio or visual. It's background mm-hmm. noise. The rain will play in the background without cutting off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, it. Michelle said, Cassandra spent the weekend with me. I was sad all weekend. She had my room dark and thunderstorm the whole weekend. Whole time, it's bright and sunny outside. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you got to get into that mode. For real. sometimes. <laughs> Simeon said, I listen to gunshots and police sirens to go to sleep. West Side Symphony app. <laughs> His trauma shine through every time. Not the trauma shining through every time. Not the trauma shining through. Like, damn, boy, you really had it rough out here. You really had it rough out here. And Marcus said, South Side 2 hell. Uh, and then he said, play that Shadow Master MC. Listen, we gonna get it all right. So I'm gonna try this video one more time. And if it don't work, I'm gonna just be like, F it. And I'm gonna just let the video play. It's a really dope information, but the music made it like intense and beautiful. So here we go one more time, y'all. A Cure for the Culture. The cure for the Culture, Wellness Counseling. <laughs> Come on.
you for that table, Ray. You may reach out. One eight hundred cure for the coach. There it goes. You have to read. Hey man. I'm going to have to look at that over because I don't read that. Yeah, thing. hey, hey, man. I mean, no, still no, wasn't for y'all to, like, read that for yeah, no. It was really I'm like, hold on. That's, 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 that's important information. That's important information. I'm like, who the hell right. is zipping these motherfuckers through? Like, I, I just read the big words at the top. I didn't even get to the paragraph because that was, like, 13 pages. Tell them to slow that shit down. I'm like, hold on. Slow that shit for down, the family. Man. All I saw was for the family, for the single person. Oh, shit. For everybody. Let me find out you didn't them. I did, because they playing with me right now. They is playing with my emotions. Playing with my intelligence. I think you did an amazing job. I think you did an amazing job. Y'all can press pause. We got to keep pressing pause. Slow that shit down. No, it's a quick video. No, they, the song was still we doing messing around with y'all. We still this is good for the culture. Therapy for everybody. <laughs> it was soothing. Like people are listening to it to the end. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you could you could slow that shit down so we can get to read the shit. Damn. No. These goddamn uh TNT uh after credits after the movie when they be flying them shits yeah, back because they want to bring the other movie in and shit real quick. Damn, that shit was fast. Slow it down. Let me let me teach you a coping skill right now. You wanna you wanna do some deep breathing? <laughs> uh, you, wanna, you wanna be a, a badass? Okay. You wanna be yes. aggressive shit. That's why you on mute. <laughs> For you saying. Because I'm you muted. Still, and you still argue with somebody and can't nobody hear you. See? See? But I can do what? <laughs> you mad? Uh, Bring it in. Say what? Bring it in. Uh, Bring it in. There you go. Woosa. Okay. So listen, Michelle, because it was cute and it had the nice music on it or whatever. <laughs> but you know, they talking about they want to be able to read it. I sent it to y'all so you could read it. It wasn't supposed to be read, it was just supposed to give you a little it was though. That was it was not, shit. it was supposed to give you a look at what's available. You could go back and read it on your own. Right, but how Anywho. do you know where you relate if you don't read the details of the main line? Who we want to thank y'all for tuning in. That's a good fucking point. What are you talking about? We want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Fat Girl Chronicles, where we get all up in your business and discuss the topics that matter to us most each and every Tuesday. No, we gonna talk about eight to ten p.m. I'm sure. I'm sure you fit Facebook. in on the topic where it said black man. I think that's probably <laughs> no. No, Somewhere I, in there. I saw Tell something again, about man. broken families, and it's a whole lot of shit that was on there. About broken families. I'm, I'm making but, examples, but you can catch this episode and all of our other episodes on YouTube, <laughs> I feel and you can follow <laughs> us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter at PGC Podcast, and you can find the podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. That includes iHeart, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, um, Audible, all of those good spaces. So make sure y'all check us out. If you have not followed us, make sure you go do so. We almost at our 400. So go grab your grandma phone real quick, your auntie phone, your cousin your phone, phone, and the baby phone, because y'all know y'all got these babies with phones. So go log in and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, take Grandma's Jitterbug and go on YouTube yes. and log in and subscribe to the channel real quick. 
because we're almost at our 400. And then, like I said, next month, we got an amazing month of shows coming up. And then we need y'all to go ahead and check out uh, Fat Girl Chronicles because we're going to be doing our Fat Fam Summer Jam in Cabo August 18th through the 22nd. So make sure y'all join us. The information is on the Fat Girl Chronicles Facebook page. Or you can type in Fat Fam Summer Jam Cabo Edition in your search bar on Facebook and it will pop up. All the information is there. And if you need more information on how to book, you can inbox us at the Fat Girl Chronicles on Facebook or you can inbox me directly, Leo Rochelle slash Tiffany Rochelle. All right, y'all. We finna go on to be up out of this thing, but make sure y'all check out A Cure for the Culture on all platforms, wherever, wherever, all wherever. All of them. Make sure y'all check her out. And for those of you who need more resources, if we could not give you the resources that you needed on here today, you can email us at the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast at gmail.com. Send us your inquiries and we will get all of the information that you need to get into therapy. All right, y'all. We love y'all. And like I say, each and every week, whatever you do for the rest of the evening and the rest of the week, don't do it with your half ass. Do it with your whole ass. All right, y'all. And we out this day. All right. (laughs) And we out this day. We out this day. The Fat Girl Chronicles and Unforgettables Custom Experiences presents the Fat Fam Summer Jam Cabo Edition, August 18th through the 22nd. We are turning up and showing Cabo how the Fat Fam gets down, okay? Reservations are starting to roll in, so don't get left standing in the cold. Deposits are as low as $100 per person to lock in your spot. And payment plans are available. Come parlay with the Fat Fam of the Fat Girl Chronicles in Cabo. Don't wait for the pics. Be in the pics. Any questions? Feel free to contact Unforgettable's Custom Experiences on Facebook and she's got you covered. To book, go to linktree.com forward slash unforgettables21. You don't want to miss out on this trip because we turning up Fat Girl Chronicles style in Cabo. August 18th through the 22nd. It's been a long and winding road, not to this point, but here I am. And I won't stop until my soul can't take no more, until I'm dropping, that's my plan. So 